Welcome to the Battleground of the Gods. Welcome, challengers, to Battleground of the Gods, a Smite podcast. I am your host, Fro Double G, and joining me today, we have Dep Nation. Howdy doodly, everybody. And we also have nobody as of now. Yeah. But we might have someone jump in. You know, we might have a couple people jump couple, in. You never yeah. know. You, you never, never know. know. Spoilers. Spoilers. I mean, it's well, probably already spoiled because the title, you know, Clumsy's coming on. Title. But anyways, oh, surprise. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to shout out Fro's not here, but that's not right. <laughs> that, well, hold up. Wait hold a minute. Wait a minute here. So, Dep Nation. Yes. Why don't we hop right into it? How your game has been, bud? Oh, I, my uh, games. I heard you got something in particular to talk about on your Ganesh. Yeah, so I got a platinum border on my Ganesh and Joust. Rank Joust. Whoop. Right? I want it to be diamond. And I was I was trying to figure out, because it used to be a feature in Smite, where you could like look in and look at the god and see how your god ranked among other gods. Because my other buddy, he's got a diamond Chiron. I'm like, that's bullshit. I'm better than this motherfucker. Um then he, he like that's just the way the cookie crumbles but i was i was finna look around to see how my ganesh compares and i couldn't find it and that must just be a removed feature because even i noticed if you go into your profile and click on ranked it doesn't show you shit anymore um you actually have to go into the play button go into ranked and then you know it tells I'm gonna, I'm gonna you fact about check this, this real split and uh, I click at on the ranked bottom. and it says, your ass is never fucking queued ranked on this profile. Yeah. So, that is correct. Dep. Get, get wrecked, much. son. You, get you wrecked. are right. Get wrecked. Not much on that screen for me. Nope. <laughs> uh, nope train to fuck that bill. And so, I uh, I had a couple ranked jousts with my buddies, uh, you know, since we since we last recorded. Lost more than we won. Um, lost as me being Cthulhu, which was a surprise, but... Uh, Dude, he's so fucking fun. He's he's fun, and, and every he's, time I he's, play him, I like fall in love with that guy just a little bit more. He really he's is fun. Strong. He's strong, and like, yeah, like you're a big motherfucker, but like, you know, you get to be a big motherfucker, right? Yeah. Well, and you, yeah. Late game when the, when the hunter comes online is when you start coming or going offline, and that's exactly the hunter will fuck you up, dude. That's you see exactly them soul reavers and kins coming out. That's exactly, That's exactly what happened. Um, but that, like, the first five minutes is me a little, a little iffy. Next fifteen minutes is fucking your time to shine, boy. And anything after that gets a little sketchy, a little hit or miss. You're gonna have to pay attention to who's building what. <laughs> exactly. And so you know the the Zeus Carnunos hell that we were matched up against. Uh, oh my God! She can cleanse your knock up yeah. and then just heal up, and then there goes all your CC. And, and my root, I, my root ain't shit. And- Mm-hmm. If I'm dashing Plen- on someone, plenty time to telegraph that root so she can cleanse it. That's yeah. unfortunate. I didn't Real even think about fighting a hell as a Cthulhu. That really would just kind of be dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't confirm shit. You can sustain through the ultimate. It's uh, it's big on fort hours. Let me tell you that much. Um, and one of my buddies fed, so that didn't help. But, uh, let's see, queued up Ganesh a couple times, won one, lost one, uh, played Hercules, I 
bopped the enemy team going 11-3 because as Hercules, you build trans and warrior's blessing and, well, you just shit on kids. Um, He's not wrong! He's not wrong! No, um, my one buddy that was a mage, he did close to the amount of damage I did. My other buddy that's a hunter, he, he loves hunters. But, oh boy, if he... He could hit his auto attacks. He'd be so much better. But he loves playing hunters. Um, he's been playing Chiron, and so Chiron, you know, you, you kind of can't miss one of his abilities, which is pretty great. Uh, lets him get some damage. His ultimate is his ultimate, but he uses it to steal kills more often than uh, confirm, and you know maybe survive a dive. But uh, yeah, you know for. 14,000 damage in a uh, under 20 minute game. Ain't nothing to sneeze at. As my boy Hercules. But, oh no, it was the next game is Hercules that I lost. Let's see, what happened that game? Oh, they they wiped us and they were just able to, to push the heck out of us. Because new Wa minions are a thing. That they are. They do exist, that Do... No, Fro, do you know, do Nuwa minions protection shred objectives when they dash at them? Not towers or anything like that. Okay. But they could sure ass use I'm, them to tank the I'm, fucking towers, which was annoying I'm, as dicks. I'm trying to figure out whether or not it would for Phoenix or Gold Fury. My well, gut is wanting to say it would. Unless unless the ability specifically says God protections, then mm. no. Then no, it wouldn't. But I can definitely I'd, tell you that I'd it have would to pull not her up. To I'm not that committed area. right now. I'm yeah. not that committed. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Um, I'm just trying to clarify because the, the personal curiosity. I like knowing the little ins and outs of that. Yeah. Yesterday, played a couple of duels, and fuck me if there aren't just so many good gods to, to give a, the damn ban hammer to. Real unfortunate. Um, you know, first game, I'm looking around. I'm making my bands. Let me let me see. I banned Uller, Scotty, Freya, Persephone, Amuz and Cobb, Hoyihibo, and the enemy banned Cupid, which I wasn't too keen on, and Scylla. And so I'm like, okay, they're playing something weird. Um, Pele got banned. Pele's a solid ban. Um. Who Yi even is kind of a weird band. Like he's good, but oh, wait, I guess I guess his early clear is just monstrous because you can triple hold bounce up, hold a jungle up, hold camp. Up, hold you up. can get you can double camp with the uh, Who Yi. Yeah, you, this guy could have been like me, where I fucking hate planing against a fucking Who Yi. Oh my god, he infuriates me. The assault, no big deal. <laughs> right. I mean, he's be strong in assault, but no big deal for the most part. Like arena, Ugh. but mm-hmm. dude, you you put him in a joust or a fucking conquest joust. I feel like he can have a bit more of an impact because there's less of you, mm-hmm. and it's usually two squishies in the tank. So, uh, God, he just fucking pisses me off. Yeah, but but anyways, the guy was clearly going for something. He picks Hera. I come to find out, and I was looking at the god selection, and I'm like, who do I pick? Like, because his, a couple of his bands kind of really threw me off, 
and when there's so many overpowered gods and people aren't a gentleman about banning certain gods you start thinking well they're gonna pick something just kind of cheese like they could be going for something specific and banning off counters but then they could also get the cheese characters right well i was looking at it and chronos was uh he wasn't banned you get uh, you get hunter's blessing. You build into Ring of Fate. You get yourself some lifesteal boots, and uh, you know, hair hair was slapping. We were uh, we were trading kills a little bit in the early game, so uh, I pick up a little magic defense. Get myself some Shogun's Kasari, and uh, he had, he had built Divine Ruin at this point. But I'm like, you know what? Gonna double down on the lifesteal because as soon as that debuffs off of you, you can just slap the minions and get your health back and it's magical and before i could finish demonic grip threw up the surrender i got the dub against the harris she she had built gem of iso which was kind of cramping the style but the two being a little little speedy speed boost boost what the fuck is going on with this player depth Divine Ruin, she's a focus. Genji's no, guard. No, Divine Ruin, I get that. Yeah. Genji's. Ma Mage's yeah, I, Blessing. I get that. Yep, 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 yep. Iso? Iso. Like, where the fuck's that coming from? The bands? What are these, what are these fucking I don't bands know. they're well, throwing out here? And I'd wait for her to get me kind of low, and I'd see her start to charge up her poly, and I'd be like, okay, now's my time to ult, because this ability won't kill me. I'll get all my health back if she does hit it, and I won't be polyed. And, and her I, only CC outside of her ult down. Exactly. And mo a lot of the time, Argus was up. Like, that. Like when she did pop Argus on me, two run away. Like, I'm just not going to fuck with Argus. Like, easy peasy. He keeps chasing me, turn, auto, auto, auto. Because Ar I don't think Argus applies uh, Divine Ruin. Uh, nope. Like, outside nope. of the lands. activation. When, yep. yep. Yep, so, you know, I run away for a bit, and then I start slapping him, get my health back. It's, uh, Kronos is one of those gods that it's not fun to play against because of his mobility and because of his sustain. Because he he's, he's really got quite he a... he needs except tankiness and CC. His threes are inconsistent. I mean, it's somewhat consistent CC. But... Yep, yep. And so, um... Got into the next game against a uh, another player. They had some peculiar bans. Again, I'll say it. Um, AMC, Oleron, which, that's fair. Uh, so he threw up the Oleron ban. I'm like, okay, I'll ban Freya. He bans Persephone. I ban Hebo. You know, go again, going for the mage. He banned Kuzumbo. I'm like, huh. So either this guy played against a really good Kuzumbo, or he's trying something weird. I'm like, okay, I'll ban Uller. Because Uller's good. Especially early, and if you can snowball with Uller, it's just that much better. Right? He bans Anubis. Okay, that's fair. Anubis can kind of stop. I ban Bakasura. He's one of those gods that is just like oppressive to play against yeah yeah because it he gets late game enough and he like you really need like an early game god that can just shit face on bakasura to beat the bakasura 
but he's good. He's good one-on-one. You don't have to worry about anybody else except for that enemy. Bakasura does it well. And then he banned Hades, which I maybe get. If Hades does well in console, and there's some people that can Hades really well, but I'm like, okay, the guy came, he banned Kuzumbo. Hades does fucking amazing in solo, so I gotta imagine that... And it's Hades, like he's in that very middle state anyway. I imagine it translates to a bit, to yeah, duel pretty well. A bit, just get a little more damage than. Yeah. Long story short, Kronos made it through. I went eight and zero against a Thanatos. Feels bad for him. He he was doing damage to me, but with Kronos too, uh, being able to sustain yourself up. Like, I just stayed in lane a lot longer than this Thanatos thought I could. Because he, he was hitting some good size. He was slapping a bit. But, uh, you know, I slapped him back. He would try to get close to make sure that he could land his scythe. I hit him with the three as soon as his scythe is done casting. And then I can confirm my one. And it just did away with all the healing plus more that he got from landing the scythe. So Big feels bad at that. And then I solo queued some uh some rank joust and you know what? Lost the first game. Uh did I think I did the best on my team. Yep. Two kills, one death. Or no, two kills, five death. But the Ymir went one and seven and the Ulleron went 0 and eight. So it wasn't me. I did the most player damage on my team. Actually, I did more player damage than both other players combined on my team. You gotta love it. I was also bans. I was I was leading bans on that game. So that that's one thing I hate doing is leading the damn bans because it's like I have to pay attention. It's like, oh, what gods are they banning right now in Joust? If I'm banning, I'm banning Aphrodite. I'm banning Kumbakarna. And I'm banning Scotty because believe it or not, in at least for Joust, Scotty's in a really good place and her ice with the amount of space that it takes up can definitely combo well with a lot of gods that you want to play in Joust. That and the dog. The dog is great at confirming kills. So I've been banning Scotty a lot. Um for the first round of bands, and then usually second round of bands is targeted towards whatever they still need. Um, but I picked up Baron Samity for the second game. Um, had a Chalk and Vamana on my team. So, you know, it it went pretty well. I, I probably could have built better. I might, I might have had a shitter build. Didn't even know it. Um, but I did... The most I I didn't do the most player damage, but I did I did good player damage. They they did have an Aphrodite. You can tell I wasn't on bands. Um. But yeah, our just our Chalk was chunking, our Vamana was chunking. They were both taking a lot of damage. Um. But the the Sobek Nemesis Aphrodite couldn't couldn't keep up the uh. The the Baron three, you know, it, it's it's me just looking at Aphrodite being like, Gerald down, slap her with the three. And then uh, 
you know, that's that's pretty good lockdown for Vermana and Chalk to and then Chalk Silence, great for for zoning them a whole lot. Sobek was pretty tanky, but man. And then again, had the elephant. Uh it was a close game, but we kinda we, we were pushing towards the end there and um originally the the guy that was on picks and bands, he didn't he didn't have a roll called. And I, I tried picking mage, but the guy on the bottom uh pick band draft, he uh he called mage before I could. I'm like, okay. And so I switched to Guardian. Well, first guy picks a fucking mage, and it's like great. You know, and it turns out he is he is on mic, so we, we can chit chat in our in our game. Got game chat going on. Um I'm like, okay, well I'll still pick a guardian. Picked my guardian. And I'm kinda just just talking, you know, with with no real purpose, and I look down and I see a chat like cause because this is on console, mind you. You know, I've been playing ranked joust on console. Might as well keep going with my console ranked joust. And the guy's like getting all mad about how he called mage. And what do you, why, why shouldn't I pick a mage? I'm like, because then we'd have three magical damage and we would actually lose this game by you inting. Right? And so then he, he picks up Amaterasu. He's clearly not happy about it. Uh, initially but when that fucking load screen comes up motherfucker has like 10 stars on Amaterasu and he had a uh, a platinum border and it's like okay jack wagon listen here if you had this motherfucker in your pocket why wouldn't you just say I'm going with what's strong you know and uh oh boy was the Ares against us tanky but it was Ares, Baron Somedy, Ho Yi. And I don't think the Baron Somedy did what was right. I don't know. Sometimes Baron Somedy can feel underwhelming, but playing against him can feel oppressive. Because if you've got team with damage to follow it up, then oh boy. Yeah, Baron depends on his team real heavily. Yeah. Yeah, but the, uh, the Ho Yi kind of baffled me with the start to his build, because he started Kinsai's Deathbringer. And then got boots. <clears throat> I thought you meant after boots. Uh, oh, that took a second to process there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> At the, dude, if you're two items deep in a fucking joust not buying boots, at what point do you just commit to it? I, I'm not sure. Is it three, three and a half? <laughs> I don't know. Well, and then he had Jotun's Wrath, which I get. Oh, your abilities cooldown. Makes sense. He went crusher. Are, he, he went crusher after not, that. Fail yeah, not. No, fail no, not. stop. No, no. right. Fail, fail, right. Fail not. Instead. I would think yeah. so. I would think so. But apparently not. Not uh, for him. Not for him. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, and then crusher and balanced blade finally. Uh, so I'm guessing he was going Aussie or executioner, but I don't know. This guy was all over the. Place. I'm not gonna lie. When you said balanced blade, I thought you meant toxic blade. And oh just no, no! <laughs> I forget that the T tubes. Yeah, yeah. But in- instead of Crusher, I would have gone Heartseeker at that point. You know, you're late enough game. You're you have two tanks on the enemy team. You know, I, I was Ganesha. The one guy was Amaterasu. I feel like that that would be an easy Heartseeker go, right? I'm not. 100% well because heart seekers so I'm already not with the pen 
the pen builds. Yeah. Like, obviously, you need some pen. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be looking more like... A percentage pen. And and, yeah. yeah, grab percent pen. Atalanta's, Atalanta's bow. Well, I didn't hear yeah. you say Atalanta's it's bow. It's not on there. It's not on there. Yeah. Uh, honestly, those two, if you're going to go crit combo pretty pretty well. Mm-hmm. I mean, flat pen's still really good for, uh, like, the squishies. Yep. But percent pen can do just as well honestly i forget what the breakdown of it is the early game the flat pen definitely wins but if you're going against you know any sort of tank and then you know the it, it's just worth it it's something and like i said the pen still kind of keeps up with the how much protections the squishy has to make it pretty much so worth it as well honestly yeah and so that game went 25 minutes that is uh that's the end of my week, but I have pushed into gold five after playing with my buddies in, you know, these, I had three games, lost the first one, one, two more. So I was, I was pretty close, but confirmed gold five. And do we know when the, the split resets or is that uh, a mystery? I don't know. Oh, I really have no uh, idea. Uh, <laughs> split four, three days remaining. Fuck me, dude. <laughs> uh, Three days, Depp. You better grind this weekend, Dude. bud. Well, no, because I'll I'll probably end up back in in uh in gold five. After, because uh, is it splits or soft resets? Not hard, right? So my MMR won't change. So, yeah, they're soft reset. Yeah, but season seven has 143 days left. Let's see, ranked, ranked, ranked. Is there? I don't know. If, I got to be getting close to the having the skin. I gotta be getting close. Can't you see your ranked wins? I'm trying. It's not working real well. Let's see. Ah, oh, 41 wins, and that's only 50 for the uh, for the skin, right? And then it's 150 for the border, I believe. But I also got I got some wins in duel. I got I six should, wins. I in should duel. grind out. So. I kind of want to get it, but mm-hmm. nah. It you takes know so much grinding. I'd have to play like a game a day. I'd have to win a game a day. Yeah, and that that's easy enough to do with duel. You know, you used to like, bro. You used to love solo lane. I'm surprised you haven't played any ranked duel. I've played. I, th- I think I brought this up two, three, no four, four, four duels total ever. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the third one. All I remember is I went against the AMC and he slapped. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. I'm going to pick AMC. Mm-hmm. Right? And went to the next one. And they had a Bologna. And they just beat the shit out of me. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I've lost two duels today. Uh, hey, the first two I've played in fucking forever. And I'm uh, good on that. You know what you can do now against a mm-hmm. Bologna? You could just build higher than a me and Lion and fucking shit on her. I mean, they're changing it in a couple days. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly mm-hmm. wonder if I... If I tailored my certain uh pick bands if i could let amc get through or if they would pick up on that this guy should be banned and then pick him you know because that happens sometimes yeah i let amc through they picked them right yeah and just beat the shit out of me with them so i'm like oh i'm gonna pick amc next game right and i ran into a bologna and she just beat the shit out of me and i'm like this is this is dual i'm not sure about this it's t- it's just too much potential cheese, which it, it turned it, out to be. 
It is exact. It's cheese because it's solo lane with the guarantee that you'll never be ganked. I wonder if they if they'd be able to do that almost. Shorten up the conquest map and literally just make it like that one side for duel. That'd be interesting. That'd be the most boring fucking game ever. <laughs> Like cut out cut out the middle section, like where Fire Giant Pit is, and just you know put uh, put the Bull Demon where the uh, at that point Pyro why not would use, be or the large the map. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't know. They're I've they had I've had the same way, Depp. I've like playing with my friends is something because you're on comms, right? And so you can you can fill in the time with like callouts and chatter. And you can easily rotate to the different jungle camps. With the randos, we were just sitting in lane. And I, I you know, it was, it was the one guy that was on comms. The other guy I think could hear us, but he wasn't talking. And I'm like, fuck, I'm bored. I'm going to go grab XP camp. And it's like, they, I think, like, they were just staring at the enemy team that was waiting for the waves to connect. And I'm like, they can clear it. I don't give a fuck. We'll be b- done with the camp and back in lane before it gets to tower. Like... I'm fine with this. I don't know, man. There's there's something. It's something. Also, Cuckoo is a bitch to lane against. So I love having it on my team. Bro! I've rambled a lot. How are your games? Well, I don't have a hell of a lot to really talk about. Uh, I did play a hell of a lot. Hell yeah. Because it was Worshipper Weekend and everybody was on. Mm-hmm. Um, did... Is today the end of the diamond challenge? I mean, we can't do it. Nobody's here. Oh, fuck. Yes, we can. Oh, shit. It is the diamond challenge. Dad, okay, after, is, after your Not games, even after in the show games. notes. We were already running this with no show notes. That's why yeah. I got rambled, by the yeah, way. Absolutely. Uh, yep. And secondly, like, we just, just didn't, didn't realize. But yeah, let me hop over to the random diamond challenge. Well, well, we got we got to get to your games, and then we'll get to our guest. And why don't we come back with the diamond challenge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure to get it all up, so I was actually ready. Hell yeah! All right. So my games. I mean, but my games talk about the diamond word. That's why. That's the transition. That's the transition. <laughs> Shit. So, okay. I'm okay. too good. Uh, too good with the transition. So, besides the diamond grinds, um, played a couple games to break up the monotony. And then after this weekend, I have completely avoided Arena to the best of my ability because I got real tired of fucking playing it. Uh, just a few things I want to touch on. I've been queuing up jungle so I can play Fenrir. Hell I think yeah. I've brought this up before. I fucking love playing Fenrir. On PS4, I fucking love playing Fenrir. But he's a whole different monster on, on, on the sticks. And I just could not play him at all. I was so bad. He was probably in, like, my bottom five gods. Oh, man. Now he's just still probably in the bottom half, right? I'm not a good Fenrir. I, 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 I just think he's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played, like, I think two games. Yep. Seeing the history. Two games where I played Fenrir. Uh, and then I got another one that I was... I was gonna play Fenrir, right? So this is gonna be three games. I only played three jungle games, or oh. four plus three Fenrir. Okay. Uh, I'm last to pick in, right? 
Yeah. Um, last to lock in. And I see. Let me let me load up the details so I can Ooh, see. Who. Get, get the receipts, Fro. Get the receipts. All right. So Rick had picked Heimdall, right? Our mid had picked Baba Yaga, mm-hmm. right? Rick was going carry. So I'm like, okay, this is going good, going good. Bombi picked Sukiyumi solo. I'm like, this is going to go downhill a little bit. <laughs> Suki's busted, but we're losing tank here. Rando support goes barren, and I'm like, we, we got oh. no front line. We got no front line. Uh-uh. This, we don't got shit for peel. Really, I mean, we, got, we got a little bit. <laughs> I mean, we got a little bit. Baron's got some CC. Suki's got a little C. Everyone's got a little bit of CC, but like nothing can like no, nothing like a big old Ymir freeze taking out half the fucking battle, right? Right. So, I'm like, I'm going to have to fend for myself. Plus, I kind of feel like playing Loki for the first time in a while. Ooh, I'm going to pick Loki. You caught wind of that rework. First look. Uh, no, it's just, I, I'm not even sure if I've played him on. The sticks. I might have been a mode of the day before. But I think this is the first actual Loki game I've played on PC. Outside okay. MOTD. And I'm like, alright. Well, Rick had gone to the bathroom while my whole thought process was going down. Like, no tanks. I'm going to fucking... I'm going to worry about myself because I need to be able to fucking take care of myself. Right. Fucking Rick comes back and him and Bobby start giving me shit because I didn't pick a tank. I'm like, I'm playing fucking jungle. (laughs) What the fuck? How is it? He's like, well, that's not the line I thought you need. If you're not going to... Or he's like, if we don't have a front line, you should have picked it. I'm like, no! No, why is that it? That is not the responsibility of the fucking jungle <laughs> yeah. to play frontline for your weak asses. Not even for jungle. Like it why is it just my responsibility at all to fucking take care of this cuz other people want to play off roll. Right. Why why is it like other people play off roll so I have to play off roll to compensate? Why no? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Don't get me wrong. I probably could have succeeded a little bit better if I picked like a Erlang or some sort of warrior. Insert warrior. Right? Nike. Ooh, we talked about that the other day. Nike jungle. But considering Bombi went 15 and 11, Rick went 15 and 11, I went 13 and 11. I feel like I did all right, you know? Yeah, you know, you, you got a kill when you dove in. And you did some damage on another dude that ended up killing you. Yeah, Baron was 8-8 eight and eight and the Baba was 6-7, and seven, but that's because they just weren't there most of the time. Okay. Oh, this Baron. I got to bring this up for Rick. Oh, do it. Poor Rick. He probably would have been doing much better. Uh-oh. Like, the Baron? Was the Baron for or whatever, For whatever reason. Rando. Yep, random Baron. For whatever reason. I feel, I feel, oops, sorry, just hit my beer up against the wall, my bad. Oh, yeah, get angry, get angry, <laughs> No, bro. I was just, I was, like, stretching back to grab it, and I, like, turned my chair at the same time. Oh. But, uh, this Baron, this motherfucker, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, after all this, oh, by the way, God Select, after everyone else is locked in, I'm the still only one who has it, I'm, like, highlighting Loki, and I'm, like, mm-hmm. still thinking, like, if this is what I want to do. They begin, 
Baba and Baron start fucking flaming me in chat too. They're like, no, anything but Loki. No, don't. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, off-roller. Like, Baba's like the only one here I'm going to somewhat listen to, you motherfuckers. Right. Well, anyways, we get in, and for whatever reason, Baron decides, I am at peace with this Loki. I no longer have any issues with Loki whatsoever. Mm Mm-hmm. Because fuck Heimdall. And I don't know what Rick did. Rick asked in chat a few times, what did I do? Like, he just would, like, fuck Rick. Like, if there were times throughout this match, Baron would be standing next to Rick, watching Rick die. Uh-huh. Right? Because, you know, there's people going in on him. It's a Heimdall. Yeah. And it's like, fucking, it'd be a 2v2 if Baron did something, but otherwise it's just a fucking... You know, a 1v2 with, with a fucking Baron laughing in the corner. Right. Jeez. And then, like, one of us would show up. Like, I'm Loki. I'm trying to sneak in from behind a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And then I'd show up, and this Baron's like, the f- fucking alt, this Loki's going to get killed. Help him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, <laughs> okay. Like, Rick's getting mad. And I'm like, dude, I don't. I'm sorry, mm. bud. Like, I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't understand either. This Baron just don't that's, like you, bud. That's a big gator, bud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then the enemy team Shoot. also had a Loki. Oh. Okay. So the Loki, so, I think the Loki hate was instantly countered by the enemy team also having a Loki. Right. So he went to the next most infuriating pick outside of himself, which... Suki, Yomei's overpowered, so he keeps. He keeps the. He can't be mad at Suki for being how he is at the moment. I was Bombi. Fucking, I'll do it. Pick a fucking solo laner, some right. bitch. Right. <laughs> so right. I could have played Fenrir. <laughs> so you could have been Sukiyomi in the jungle. No, I'm kidding. Nah, I wanted Fenrir. That's the only reason I'm in Q and jungle. Right. Okay, the first reason I started queuing jungle is because I wanted to get my hands on Suki and give him a shot, right? Right. So I ended up playing, like, a, it actually in jungle. And I played, like, I think three or four of him in, in jungle. But then I was like, you know, I'm just going to leave this out and play a couple more friend rear games, you know? Right. So, uh, this other Loki, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, yep. decided. he's There's one of two ways when it's a Loki v. Loki. Mm-hmm. You two understand you're both trying to be Loki little scumbags, right? Yeah. Or you have to, I'm the better Loki. Assert your dominance he, as Loki yeah. Prime. Yes, yeah. I, I get this. I have I have my moments like that with Anubis. So, I'd go in for a gank, right? Yeah, as you We'd do. We'd pick up a kill or two. Mm-hmm. I'd head back into the jungle. I'd hit the fucking barely step foot into the jungle. This dude alts me. <laughs> okay. We'll be in a team fight. Pick up a kill or two. Like maybe one of our people died. Right. right? Fucking this guy alts me. And then he'll turn right around and gets killed. It's like. Mm-hmm. Why? Like he ended up going uh, 10 and 12, right? Yep. The dude altered me so many fucking... He was, like, almost exclusively alting me. Yeah. And I'm like, but why? But why? But why? Why are you... Why are you alting me? Right. And the well, thing is... You weren't ahead. Or he went blink. No. Uh, I mean, 
we were doing all right. Yeah. Much but much like, better you if you were Baron. You, you weren't know? stomping or anything that you yourself needed to be targeted, right? Is what Dude, I was the, the, the whole beginning of this game would me go in, get either one or two kills, mm-hmm. and get ulted as soon as I stepped foot into the jungle. And then the Loki wouldn't even go gank. Hmm. It was a very weird, like, I'd go gank dual lane. We'd kill both of them. I'd die fucking as soon as I step foot into the jungle going to leave yeah. to the enemy Loki. And he would just walk away. And I'm like, I still feel like this is a win. Right. Two kills. A lot of times map was down, so it's like there's no map over here anyways. Right. If it's early enough game, the spawn timer's not huge. I'm like, like he was getting... I don't even want to say he was getting ahead because he wasn't doing anything else but alting fucking me. <laughs> like, yeah. Now I've I've had moments where in my arena days, if because uh, I haven't played arena in so long, hell yeah, send it. Um, I've had days where I pick Anubis and there's an Anubis on the enemy team, and I will rapple you for the sake of. I need to be the better Anubis, and I can only do that if you're not alive to do damage. And also, it feels like Anubis ult cooldown is very short. But that's also Arena. Arena isn't meant to be, let's just fucking run at each other like Right, right. Conquest, like, you do that shit, you are beginning to put yourself at this... That Loki never got ahead because he was doing that. Right. Like, he just never... Got anything. No, I feel like the Loki ult at that point would be like for a clutch play to, you know, turn the tide of a team fight. Like, oh, they're, they're hunters just, you know, free autos in the back. I'll, I'll ult him. Throw, throw up your decoy. And as he turns to run away, ult. you know, shing, shing, I actually shing. spent a lot of time in the early game over in solo lane. Yeah. Right. Because. The enemy team had a Neath solo that picked up teleport first item or first relic. As you do in solo lane. Right. Not if there is a Baron, Suki, Heimdall, and Loki on the enemy team, though. I literally, my first, and this this was part of what was like, whatever, right? I I don't care about the other Loki doing this shit. Yeah. Because there was a time around... I don't remember how far in. When you're getting somewhat to like level 8 or 9 or whatever, Hmm. where the timing was working out perfectly, I could grab my speed, do the camp rotation, go in, gank fucking Neath, right? Get a kill on her because she she had no CC immunity. So I just alt her back. Go get the red, do that path, go back over to speed, drop the back camps blue, and then head over and alter again. <laughs> like the timing was almost perfect where like she was like getting back for like a wave or two and my ult's back up and I, the rotations matched and I'm just alting her again. Like yeah. she went six and twelve. Like I dove her oh. into the ground pretty pretty early. Yeah. The Sukiyomi was getting assists that whole time. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Free extra free gold and free push. You probably got that tower very fast. I was gonna say, I guess, I guess if you have all damage dealers and no frontline, it's not bad if you're not team fighting because you can get picks real easy. I imagine. 
Well, it depends. Is the other team team fighting? Because if they're team fighting and you're not, that's yeah. usually where it goes downhill real quick. But yeah, that does it for most of my notable games. Just uh, spending a lot of time grinding worshippers. Okay. Which I think will bring us to our diamond challenge real quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me just bring up all the pin messages. Depnation can lead off Depnation's uh, diamond challenge accomplishments. Because Depnation had Thanatos, top two favorite gods. I had to get a star on him. And currently, Depnation has 2,000 worshippers exactly on Thanatos. Did not play him on Triple Worshipper Weekend this past weekend. Had him this way for a few weeks now. I think I announced when I got him done. But just giving everybody a reminder, vamping while Fro Double G gets himself where he needs to be. Perfect. All right. Uh, we'll come back to Nev here. Mm-hmm. But we got Baseball completed Pele. Backlash finished up his Susano. Vio or Esthenos, Andy, had Cabracken. It's Bio had Shock. Oh, by the way, I'm only reading the people that actually succeeded. Mm-hmm. We have Sedans finishing up Achilles. Kamikaze, who got Raijin. Caveman did Giannis. By the way, he uh, he's not too happy about playing anymore Giannis. He's made that pretty well known. Mm-hmm. Chernobog, or not Chernobog, Blaze finished up Cherno. Chernobog. Adios did Naja. Uh, and I think that wraps her up. Backlash did Tsukiyomi for fun, and that's disgusting. Yep. And actually, now that I look at it, Caveman actually did Cthulhu, and Giannis was for fun. Oh. Or Cuckoo. Cuckoo Lane. Cuckoo Gotcha. And those all were only. Uh, a diamond challenge. None of them were actually get a star, so everyone actually increased their star count, or their diamond count. So woohoo! Except for Depp. But Nev. Well, no, that's a lie. Depp got a Depp under. got a diamond as well. I can't remember who it is, but no, you got the star. You were star challenge. Well, yeah, I was star challenge, but I also got a diamond. Um. As well. I want to say it was Hercules. Oh, just yeah. over the weekend? Yeah, it was Hercules. Oh, okay. okay. Well, can we finish the actual challenge a bit here? Well, okay, yeah, fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> well, I'm like, wait a minute, you got another challenge? And you're like, okay. no, no, just for fun. No, no, just for fun. <laughs> so Nev actually fell under the star challenge on Kurnanos. So she now has her first star on Kurnanos. Hmm. Uh, Rick didn't post his. Or not that I've seen. Oh, right there it is, actually. It's right above that. Rick got Athena, and he was also a star challenge. Got his star on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's also, well, you know, we'll hear about that, maybe. We'll hear about it. We'll, we'll hear about it. We'll talk about that. A little, we'll, little surprise. We'll hear about you know, a little surprise. A little, little something. Yeah. I got Bakasura. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't remember if we decided to do this when I was already playing on PC or before I decided I'm staying on PC, but uh, there's no way in hell I got anywhere close to that. No. And I'm not going to lie, fellas. 
I didn't put any effort into it. Because Bakasura falls into, like, my bottom five gods that I enjoy to play. Mm. Um, I can't really stand the dude. It's not that fun. No. Nope. Uh, he's literally the definition of left click. But you have to wait to get ahead. I yep. mean, there's some, some minutia, right? Let's see. Dep- Depnation's bottom three at the moment. Other than relatively new releases arachne cupid and i'd have to say shibalonke dude i'm gonna need you to keep just driving that fucking cupid down because uh i want them to buff him if you don't mind Bro, That'd be great. let me tell you i have 77 i, heard, I have 77 worshipers on cupid i have zero wins on cupid so all 77 of those worshipers they were losses. Are you leveling your hearts when you play Cupid? Yeah. That's the absolute last thing you level. No, no, no. His one. His heart bomb. I thought that was what yeah, you yeah. Did. yeah. Heart bomb yeah. first. Yep. Then you do his three. Mm-hmm. Because dash attack speed. Free attack speed. Yep. 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 But, can we talk about that? Like, I, I'm just bad with Cupid. Like, it's not that the god's underpowered. Like, he just gets free attack speed. Like... It's it's a hidden, inclusive passive in one of his abilities. It's like, oh, as you level this up, he just gets free attack speed, you know? I don't know yeah. where that character voice was coming from, but... Uh, no, no, that's coming. You gotta be careful with Cupid. You can easily, easily overcap on his attack speed. I'm also very curious. I yeah, don't know if It starts at 4, count- goes up to 20% at max, right? Yeah. It's... Pretty solid, dude. That's that's an item. Like, yeah. most items vary from, like, 20 to, I think, 40 is the high end, but average is, like, well, 35. But 40 is, like, a single item. I think the average is 25. If Like, combine all items together. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, like, 25, 30. One of the two. It's, yeah. it's there. Yeah. Like, for sure. And Cupid just gets a free item. Like, you don't want to build too much attack speed on Cupid. Right. Like some gods, that's a steroid. You have to activate the ability. Nope, Cupid just have for free. Do we do we wait a few weeks to figure out uh, the new new challenges? Probably. I mean, I feel like we need to wait until Rick and Never here to roll for him. You're right. You're right. And uh, oh, uh, or, Bry- Bryce isn't here. Oh yeah, Bryce. Bryce isn't here. Nev's not here. Nev's not here. Um. So and Rick's only kind of here. Yeah, we'll go over that. Yeah, we're getting there. I mean, do we still want to roll and make the announcement this weekend? I mean, it's the weekend. People play. It it is the well. It it'll be Wednesday, bro. It's not really the weekend. Yeah, but I'm gonna at motherfuckers right now. Oh hell yeah! Let's at let's at people. Well, let's fucking at people. Let's at people. All right. Well, we're open doing up it. I'm doing Opening it right up smite. Doing that- it. Let's roll. Yeah. You open up uh, Smite Random yep. God Wheel. Oh, roll for sm- each other. Smite Random God Wheel. Where, uh, is that like an internet thing? Do I have to do that? Is that- yeah, just Google search it. Okay. Uh, Smite S-M-I-T-E Random God Wheel. Nope, not well. Wheel. Not for. Enter. There we go. Alright, uh, I'm going to spin for you first. You ready? Wait. What's the web address you use? Oh, I'm spinning already. Spin the wheel. Uh, spin whatever. But well, you can pick whatever. 
Yeah. Oh my god, you Cupid. That's that's Cupid fine. That, that's fine, Fro, because you got Collie. Oh no! Fuck that! Make it a star or star challenge, because believe oh. it or not, do we? Uh, Kali, Kali was my very first random god challenge before we started officially doing these. When it Fro, was just like a couple I'll, of us. I'll re-roll if you re-roll, because <laughs> I really don't want Cupid. I'm a I'm a I've re-roll, re-roll Kali before, and I picked up a couple pentas on the way, but I'm feeling that re-roll. Let's go. All right, re-rolling. Oh, let's see here. What do we get? What do we get? A Wheelix. Chiron. I'm, that'll be another star challenge. Well, I guess, fuck, I don't got any fucking diamonds, so that'll be my first diamond on PC. You don't? I'm with that. I'm for that. All Ooh, right. Hold, hold, let me open up Smite Games to make got? sure I don't got too many worshippers. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Who, a Wheelix you said for me? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I only got a few. <laughs> Probably got three fucking gods at rank four. <laughs> oh man! And three oh, gods above man. it. I could have literally had anyone. A wheelish. I have at ninety three worshippers. All right. So there that's viable. All right. And let the ats f- fly. And then uh, we'll we'll put out the announcement in the Discord after recording here, and we'll start getting others. Uh, in on the diamond challenge. I think that's fair to say, don't you think? Or do we want to roll for our co-hosts who aren't here? Uh, they can get a hold of me, or we can do it live. We'll figure that all out. Oh, you know, know, I'm feeling a spin we got the, right we got now. This, I'm feeling a spin. We got, this, we got the group chat. We got the group chat. We'll spin. figure it out. Oh, and you know who I got for Nev? I got Discordia. But uh, I know I know Nev's listening in to us right now. She came, she came in a little late. But uh, how does Nev feel? about discordia yeah i don't think she's oh actually i think she forgot she her needs she needs a no she needs a re-roll because discordia is at 1924 she's oh, wait, almost she at that she's almost at that star mark so we're gonna roll nev again here we're gonna roll her again let's uh let's see what we get we get izanami how's your izanami looking nev how's it uh this is real weird being a one-sided conversation, you know, but that's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, it's <laughs> it be so like four, that sometimes. 14.56? I feel like that's solid for Izanami. Yeah, four, uh, rank four? four? Fourth mastery? That's a solid way to go. I feel like that's not too bad. Why don't we... Uh... Nev's going to keep it if it's allowed. We're we're allowed it. I know, I just totally butchered that spelling. Is a Nimi. Is a nimi. Oh, is a nimi. Is a nimi. <laughs> oh man. Well, speaking of butchering, here's yeah. where the I think the wonderful power of editing comes in as we change it over and go Oh shit, you gotta roll for Rick, don't you? We, Rick's you not here. What? Never mind. I'm Rick's gonna continue the rant. Continue the rant. Uh Okay. And, yeah, and, and we'll switch over to our wonderful you know what? guest. You know what, Rick's Rick's been playing supports. <laughs> you said continue to rant. I'm ranting. I mean, my rant. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Guys, we got a we got tell, a Mercury. This, this is a very off the cuff recording. Exactly. We don't like, have like show said, notes. We got no show Dev Nation notes. Just, lives off of show notes. Um, he does. But uh, speaking of Rick, we got Mercury. See how that works in the support role. He doesn't even know. He won't. He won't even know until. He'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. And then do we want to do Bruce? I mean, Bryce. I Bruce. mean, Silent Reveries. Who called him? I was mean, that me that called him Bruce? I think, 
is considering his name's been Bryce his entire life. Yeah. It probably started in like kindergarten. So it happened intermittently throughout most of his life. Real life depth fact. Um by my own parent, I've been called the name of my brother, and I've been called the name of my uncle by my father. And it is something, let me tell you. It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. My brother's names are Jack and Joe, and my name's John. So, you know, there's my... Oh, and I do got a brother named Corey, but never really got called Corey too much. Right. My dad fucking yelled at me one time when I corrected my grandpa. He got, like, super pissed. Like, mad, mad. I mean, grand, my grandpa was, like, fucking 80-some. He's like, yeah. don't you fucking ever correct your goddamn grandpa again when he says the wrong name wrong. He's like, you know who he was talking to, didn't you? And I'm like, well, yeah. And he's like, then shut up. And I'm like, <laughs> sorry, <up>. Dad. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. I've, I've held this up enough. Let's uh, let's throw it on over to Rick. All right, guys, it's Big Rick. I'm not here on the main episode, but I'm popping in because we have a very special guest joining us today for a little bit of an interview. Please welcome Titan Clumsy. How are you, Clumsy? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited to be here. Just having a nice old day. Work's all done. Weather's not bad. Had a walk. Doing all right. Well, glad yeah, to have you, man. Not not too far from you. I'm over in uh, South Carolina over here. I'm assuming you're in Atlanta, so yeah, kind of yeah, get the same stuff. Uh, so... For anybody that doesn't know, or some of our newer Smite players, or just anybody out there that's kind of living under a rock in the Smite world, tell us a little about, bit about yourself. Um, well, I'm Titan Clumsy, or I go by Clumsy Death. I am a Smite gameplay designer. My current job is I work on a lot of the balance and the gods with the team, so recently I helped put out Cthulhu as the lead design on that god, but I've also done many other ones, starting with Chernabog and going through, like, Merlin and Jormungandr and several once throughout the year. Uh, before that, I actually started getting into my, my career as an amateur player. I was on Resist Gaming back in the day with, I think, Skeledon, uh, who shows up in the scene every now and again. And again, um, later on, I joined as the coach on, I think it was AFK or Complexity at the time, with Incon, Allied, Weekend, and Kiki. And then throughout the years after that, I joined up. Oop, there's the cat. I joined up onto the <laughs> production team on on Smite and at High Res. Worked in my way into QA, and then from there into Smite design. Right, That's got to so be I so gotta, exciting. Like, I got uh, an important for... question here for uh, <laughs> listeners, and yeah. it's definitely what is your cat's name? My cat's name is Illyria, which is a a WoW name, but also Lily for short. Nice. So are you a, have you been a big WoW player or still do or Yeah, I mean it's like it's saying you're a WoW player before was a little bit of a stigma. Now it's even more of a stigma because like Blizzard, right? Like I, don't, I feel like I don't need to even say anything more than that, but WoW was such a crucial part of my upbringing and like it still is, you know, one of my favorite games even if right now and for the last few years it may have been, you know, it's not been as fun as it's used to be but the expansion's coming up i'm gonna give it a try and i'm gonna quit within half a year as i always do yeah i I fair enough i have like reserved myself to not touch the game uh one of my buddies uh nizzy plays a lot i was actually just watching him play uh right before this i can't go near wow and it's not because of stigma or anything like that it's because i would love it and i would know life it and i know that that will happen so i just stay away 
No, that's fair. I mean, MMO addiction and gaming addiction as a whole is a pretty big deal. So I definitely know a lot of friends I, who would rather stay away. I know the MMO addiction. It took a lot to get me away from DC Universe. Oh, that was a great game. I really liked that one. Don't encourage him. <laughs> Dude, I actually, the only one, I one time, when I, right after I started playing Smite, I picked up DC because my buddies, like, I noticed they were all getting on again because we were PlayStation friends. I just want to say, hey. And I was on for one day. Then I came on the next day. Then I bought a month subscription. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> what's, what's going on? The wormhole after started. this month, it's done. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty interesting to see, especially throughout the years, that, you know, once I joined the Smite team, I slowly started realizing and talking to the different team members and where they came and how they'd gone to Smite. You know, a lot of them weren't really transitioners from, like, League of Legends or Dota, right? It wasn't like a lot of people who played previous MOBAs were interested in Smite, actually. It was more the action RPG players. I would say that there's probably a lot more MMO RPG players in Smite than, like, MOBA players. And a big part of that is, like, that camera angle and that, like, camera, you know, and then, like, the action system. Yeah, I've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of disagreement over, or not disagreement, but part of the reason I think that maybe mobile players aren't as popular in Smite, or they come from other games, is the whole, uh, you clicking to move. Right. I've heard that that's a big issue, and when I, I I've... I have League. I've only played like five games maybe just to see what it was about, but that was definitely uh, a weird transition. Like Smite, Smite feels way smoother. Yeah, I, I definitely was big into MOBAs as well. I mean, I, I'm an MMO fiend. I love playing MMOs in general. I'll play whatever the newest one is just to give it a try. But I also did play a lot of MOBAs. Uh, I didn't go as far back as like uh, Defense of the Ancients back in the day or um, Aeon of Strife or anything like that. I think I started with League of Legends, and then I tried the different ones, like Dawngate, played some Dota 2. I was really big into League of Legends and Dota 2, tried out Heroes of the Storm. But, um, yeah, it's very different types of games, especially if you don't like point-to-click, like you said. That's not a skill that's transferable between other MOBAs and Smite. So I have to ask, because I haven't really talked to anyone who's played this many MOBAs before. Sure. Have you ever heard of Guardians of Middle-Earth? Guardians of Middle Earth. No, I don't think I have. It was the Lord of the Rings MOBA, and right. I know I I've always said Smite. Right. Well, I'm just clarifying for the listeners. No, no, for uh, sure. I know I've always said Smite was my first MOBA, but it's one of those things like once you look back and you're like, wait a minute, that's what that was, <laughs> and that's totally what that was back in the day. And I played a decent amount of it, but the, apparently, I was on there and they shut the game down, and I was like, yeah, where where'd I my mean, game go? Most no MOBAs idea. don't really make it in the end. I mean, another one that I enjoyed for a while that I really wanted to, like, get better, even though I think I was playing Smite a lot of the time, was the Infinite Crisis uh, DC MOBA. That was tons of fun playing the different DC characters and the variations of them. And then, unfortunately, that one died out, too. So I've got to ask, when you're playing other MOBAs, like, there's part of you that's doing it because you want to. But I mm-hmm. feel like there's another part of your job that it's like i gotta see what else is out there maybe not get some ideas but maybe it it, you know get some creativity Mm. flowing is there ever a time where you're where one that's happening and two you're like i hate this game but i have to keep playing it um just to see what it's about i totally get where you're coming from i mean yeah it's kind of a split question like you said because i like mobas i like that genre just like i like mmos i would definitely try all the new ones uh, like I said, Dawngate at the time was cool. Strife was cool. There's lots of different ones that showed up um, and then died out. I definitely gave them a try more so because I was interested in their playstyle and seeing 
what it was like, you know, seeing what lessons can be learned, not necessarily as a game dev, but just as a as a player, just as a consumer, seeing what what new things can be brought into the genre, right? Because each one tried to do something slightly different if they were going to try and succeed. Um, but then as, you know, the game dev inside me took over, then it was just like, okay, well, why is this successful? Why is this not successful? Oh, I mean, maybe, even though I'm, you know, not the, the most tenured game designer, I'd be like, oh, you know, that decision was kind of questionable, whether it was UI or there was gameplay, and be like, okay, well, maybe they made this decision for a different reason. And that kind of carries over for a lot of games nowadays. In fact, uh, it's kind of like a meme with me and my friends, which I kind of introduced on purpose, is that we're, we're going to be playing a game and be like, you know, as a game dev, which I just find a hilarious <laughs> term, I would that decision there is kind of funny, and we just make fun of it, because it's just kind of a, a, it's an amusing thing, right? Because as a game dev, as, as who I am, and I, I can't imagine any game dev uh, before me, we're, we're, we're gamers, right? We, we play the games. I don't know who's been a game dev and hasn't been a gamer. So we're all consumers after all. So as a game dev, have you ever... <laughs> lit candles in a hundred-year-old unexplored cave. I don't know if that's a very specific reference, but I'm sure I have in many games. <laughs> no, it's just every uh, every dungeon or every, you know. I feel like, like I've Skyrim. done that in every, Skyrim. Every yeah, exactly. In, yeah. That's the first thing that came to mind was like Skyrim or a really obscure quest in WoW. <laughs> or they're they're already lit and you're like, what? what? The yeah, devs put that in there. Who's been here or something? <laughs> like there might be a reason. Honestly, I've been very uh, surprised sometimes to be like, how, how much that might, those kinds of decisions matter, right? Like you said, there's a candle here that's lit in this cave and it, there's been no other candles. That mean that usually means something. Someone put that there, the level design of the game dev, whatever it is, for a reason. Like there could be a trap door behind the other side, right? There could be enemies coming up or whatever it is. And it's those tiny inconsequential things at first that actually matter a lot. And it's, when you go into the nitty gritty of things like that, it, I always find that very impressive. Alright, so... Meanwhile, the game devs actually like, man, I bet a, a light right here. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, see. right? Yeah, that's absolutely so possible. Convenient. So, totally. you, you don't have to confirm or deny, but are there any unex like unexplored or undiscovered Easter eggs on a Smite map that you know about? I don't think there's any undiscovered ones. I think any ones that we've added, we usually add with a purpose for it to be found in some sort of way. Like, the ones that I can think of the... the that have been, you know, the most recent, even though they've not been that recent at all, whereas, like, Clash, we added those statues where if you hit all of them, uh, I think the pyramid lights up with some energy. You know, that's just a fun little thing that a level designer uh, wanted to add in. Or I Thank think you for my had... free stack. Every time. <laughs> yep, that, it has, sometimes it has gameplay implications, yeah. <laughs> I think we had, like, the Helix Fossil back when that was a meme on the Conquest map behind the fountain, but you could only see it as a spectator. Uh, there's, a, there, there's a couple of Easter eggs like that, but no, I don't think we've added any recently that have been undiscovered the most recent i remember is on the classic joust map you adding king arthur's sword after yes. being live for a week or two yeah i think we as that was teaser, definitely very much intentional was, as a teaser and every oh, patcher yeah. well every x amount of well weeks Pat on the we back. brought that like island closer and closer which uh people were only slowly starting to realize which i thought was very i love those kinds of ideas honestly so i i love that too i love like teasers are, are, are going more towards surprises, and uh, one of the guys that we've had on here recently is is Duke Sloth, and I gotta ask you as a as a game developer, how do you feel about data mining? Oh wow, that's a very interesting question. Well, that's a loaded question too. Um, hmm, yep. I'm gonna be very careful with my <laughs> words here. Um, <laughs> I guess the first question is data mining in general or data mining in Smite. 
I I would say data mining in general. We can keep it. We can keep it in general so that maybe that uh, yeah keeps us away from that thin line. So data mining is interesting because I definitely came from the perspective as a consumer first in data mining. I think it first affected me when I was paying attention to like MMO champion, uh, looking at again bringing up WoW, the data mining coming up for future patches. Like oh, you know this is coming over, or we can see the armor sets coming up, or. Um, it wasn't really fights or details like that. It was mostly just like small content. Uh, although I think there were some heavier ones. I think they figured out that goblins were coming up as a race because they added, they found a goblin Halloween mask for the Halloween events before like the expansion hit or something like that, which was a pretty big spoil, but also kind of a guess too. But I thought that was really cool when I was consuming it. I thought that was really interesting to be able to opt in to seeing more information, um, kind of spoiling it for myself. But now that I'm a game developer, it's hard to tell because I kind of wish it was easier for us. And I'm sure there are ways to obfuscate more. And I'm sure game or different games have their own uh, ideas on what they would like to data, uh, what they would like to be data mineable. But I definitely wish there was a way for us to choose more easily, you know, what we want to show when we want to show it. Because it, especially for Smite and bringing it back to Smite a little bit, even though we were kind of dodging the question at first. Um, you know, there's times where data mining has hurt us and it's been unfortunate. There's times where data mining has helped us too. Um, I can't really, and I don't really want to bring a specific example, but it's very possible that, you know, when something is data mined, especially if it's far in the future, people get an expectation, right? They, I, yeah. they, I remember seeing when we were working on like adventures or just small things like that, they would see something like, oh, this siege door. And then they, they went to some crazy ideas of like, oh, maybe in the next conquest map, it's coming up because we're doing this. And then, then it doesn't come up. And then they get so disappointed because they expected it. And then there's, we're twiddling our thumbs like, no, we never really plan. And again, it's not for conquest specifically, but it's just the general ideas. We weren't planning this feature. You guys all just kind of gained this whole momentum behind this idea that was never actually a reality. Because at the end of the day, the data miners are kind of, you know, they're taking what information they can get. And, and if you read the disclaimers, they're guessing a lot too. They're saying like, hey, with this information we've gathered, we think this is the kit coming up. We think these are the abilities. We think this is what's coming up. And, you know, Deke Sloth in his video as well, he says that, and he goes over the data mining and the consumers usually don't care. They kind of just take, whether it's Duke Sloths or whether it's the data miners word as law and be like, okay, that's coming up. This is next. Let's all get really hyped and excited for it. Or the opposite. Let's just, oh, this is terrible. I hate this idea. And when this comes out, even if it's not the same way, it's it's something we've known about. I will downvote this. I will be so upset because I've known about this. <laughs> and I've, it should have worked like this instead, right? Like, oh, we've known for months that this is coming up, but it should have been like this. So they get themselves into a frenzy. And that's a bit unfortunate. So on Game Theory, he did a episode about how, I'm sorry, Film Theory, about well actually how different film theories can negatively affect different movies and things like that right and it's a very very similar conversation whereas you know whoever comes up with a theory or data mines and comes up with the concept can basically just go off what they know or what they want to assume but again it, it, it's no facts and then a lot of people like you said sets the expectation it's, yeah how that, that's what it comes down to that out? right totally all right, so you mentioned adventures, and I don't, I don't, I don't want any of the data mine spoiling. But is there, 
Any chance we see Smite Car again? So we we just um I was just talking a little bit earlier before we started that uh, AJ replied to a Reddit thread about whether we're bringing Domination back, and the the, the answer that I'm going to mimic from him basically is that, and because I worked on Adventures pretty much um I, I guess give me a small history is that Travis Brown was leading the adventures before they were really adventures like Jing Chen's Mountain and Fafnir's Wonderland. Then I joined the team with him and that's when I moved from QA to design and we together worked on um I think we started on Captain Flag first, right? And then Racer and that was my first Fucking year of designing. One. My favorite uh, one by the way, Captain Flag. I, I was I, I was so sad to see that was one of the worst yeah, we were, ones cuz it was yeah. so fun. And I can tell you the pitfalls and, da- and like the the positives about each one but as a whole like we put so much time and effort we had our own small team working on those right all the way up through like uh i, I ended off on senpai daji adventure that's where i uh traded places and i went to the main design team um but like they just don't have the retention mechanisms they just aren't i mean what it comes down to they aren't worth the effort that we put in it's a lot of work to put out a lot of those adventures and we're getting there's a lot of negatives to it right is that we're creating yet another mode that's going to split the player pool for the different people uh the retention generally lasts like a week or so so i think aj said like for domination or something right they shoot up in popularity because everyone wants to try the new thing and then within a week no one plays them anymore that's definitely why we're not going to add them as permanent game modes but even adding them as temporary measures it's just the amount of effort to bring back something that people are only interested in for a very very minute period of time the return on investment there it's it's really just not worth it so to answer your question smite car most likely not because there's a lot more to bring smite car to a to like a playable version again okay i'll still i'll still hold on to it because so i'm I, in the camp where i i love surprises i i don't want to see anything i don't want to see any of the data mining stuff i want to be surprised on you know a patch note show or whenever anything comes out i don't like you know i'm i'm i started watching avatar i'd never watched like an anime or avatar we don't have to get into whether that's an anime or not i've had that argument with a lot of people already um but i started watching avatar part you know because of the avatar event in smite and I know it's like a 10, 15-year-old show, whatever. But even then, I was like, "No, guys, don't tell me anything. I don't want to know. I, I shut away mm-hmm. like any Avatar conversation. So, yeah, I was curious to get your thoughts on that just because uh, I hate the spoiler. So I can... I, I can only think of if I was designing the game, I'd be like, "Hey, hey, hey, get out of my files!" Like uh, I'm trying yeah, to, you know, I'm trying to <laughs> build this up. So, uh, Depth Pro, you got you got any? Uh, questions uh before I, i've got a maybe one or two questions and then uh we're gonna watch into the guest not, stuff but our challengers have a shit ton of them i was gonna say <laughs> let's get through our challengers questions and then if i still got some i'll ask them all right well i got i got two questions i want to ask uh before we get to that parade um because that's going to take us down a road uh so clumsy uh you mentioned you started working on God Design around Chernobog, which I think, I believe, was like middle of season five. Yeah, I'm terrible so, with remembering the exact dates, but yep, Chernobog was the first one that I led the design on. So you started working on gods like King Arthur, Merlin, Cthulhu. Were you excited to bring those gods that aren't in typical mythology as, as it was previous, previously understood or thought of in Smite? Were you like behind it, very excited? Were you leading that charge, or were you kind of you know sus at first about bringing them in i was absolutely like super excited to bring them in i mean that's a whole topic in its own right but uh specifically because what 
King Arthur and Merlin, right, when I heard about those, it didn't affect me in the same way as like maybe bringing Cthulhu in. There's a bit of a leap there. I think Mulan bridges the gap really well. Um, King, Car- King Arthur and Merlin for me was a natural extension. You know, it didn't really... I didn't really think about the fact that they yeah. weren't pantheons or, uh, you know, religious characters that we would want to bring in that, you know, from history or uh, legends. They, they were just something that I think would have fit really well. And I think they did. Once we bring we brought King Arthur and Merlin, no one really batted an eye after the fact. And then the question was, what's next? What's next? Honestly, Mulan was come something kind of similar too. If we did Mulan before King Arthur and Merlin, maybe it wouldn't have been as well received. But I think after King Arthur and well, Merlin, was, it was. Mulan was, everyone was, was pretty happy about that. In the game. Yeah, but Guan Yu was technically yeah, like, deified in in stories. Right. I mean, that's kind of like that's kind of like the Achilles Guan Yu type deal. You yeah. Know? Then there's the whole demigods who who should be included in Smite, who shouldn't be. Bakasura is not a god, but he's a creature. Arachne's you know not even a demigod, but I think it's you know it's bringing this whole mythological aspect in. There is a line we talked about after Cthulhu. Like we're not really trying to go past that. We're not trying to get trying to go um over that line into something more recent. Uh, there's no Davy Crockett or anything like that coming in. Uh, but I think pushing those boundaries and still keeping Smite what feels like Smite. Like, I would say now that everything's, all the dust has settled, Cthulhu, whether or not you may think he may be strong on the battlefield, he fits. Uh, but that might be a subjective opinion. I love playing both of them. So, like, now I'm glad they're in. But I was definitely, at first, I was like, well, hold on, they're not, um, like, are, are, like, I wonder how this is going to go and how, how deep. How, how deep in other pantheons and lores that we're going to get into. And I, I was, I was sus at first, but now I really enjoy having those characters in the game. I, I don't want it to get too crazy just cause I'm, I'm, you know, a big fan of, uh, Greek mythology, Norse mythology uh, and all the, you know, typical ones that you think of, but I, I definitely enjoy that you guys made that leap. Totally. Brought those in the we game. are too. We, we were very happy with the decision and Yeah. Uh, so after after you worked on Chernobog, who was the, or I guess, what, what would you say was like the most exciting new, quote unquote, new mechanic to to add into the game or, you know, something new kind of in, in the terms of like Cthulhu ult or, or mm. Merlin having triple stances? Like, do you mean at the time one? or just in general, like what was I excited to be working on? Uh, Yeah, looking back. Man, it's looking back. I I have really enjoyed trying to push the boundaries with pretty much all of the gods that I got to work on. Right, so like whether it's Chernobog, a lot of people think that maybe out of the gods that I got to work on, he might have been the weakest in his design. But I'm still very very fond of him. Um, I think there was a lot of negative stigma going around from a lot of uh, I'm not gonna name any names, but a lot of people around the time of his release. But like him being able to go and dash into walls and dash out of them, like the tech to like have That's you true. stay inside yeah. the walls is actually some people forget about like how complicated that might actually be, and that was a lot of different tech to get that in place. Um, the ultimate being able to travel across the map as well, like and making sure that didn't feel too like annoying especially as a console player sure it could be a little bit better there are ways to make smooth it out but i think that was pretty successful too um pele i, I thought it was a really cool way of bringing back like charges on abilities uh we had like that jet fuel mechanic which i was really excited to uh, play around with at the time um merlin of course was a triple stand switcher he's probably one of the favorites that i've got to work on just because i'm a mage main and i'm kind of a i'm kind of biased <laughs> that way he's 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 like one yeah. of the characters that i like playing the most out of the characters that i've, I've worked on uh, because he fits my playstyle so much. So Triple Stand Switcher was a very interesting challenge. And I think it worked out. Like, at first people were like, three stances, but we have two. Why do we need three? And I'm like, because more magic. <laughs> it makes sense. 
So and, yeah. it, and it worked out, and I think that was a lot of fun. Jorman Gunder, wow, like that was he was a beast <laughs> to work on. He was his time frame. If you remember, he came right after Merlin was very very short. Yeah. Um, and getting his ultimate in place was a massive testament to the entire team. And I can echo that almost exact statement with Cthulhu, the uh, the most recent one that I worked on. Getting Cthulhu together with a stand switch and the ultimate in place, especially from work from home, was a massive endeavor. And I still want to shout out to the entire team for how amazing both of those came out. Uh, but also, like, you know, going backwards a little bit, Oleron had his time dilation, which was a massive feature. And sure, a lot of people may think it's a fancy slow right now, but it does a lot more than that on the tech side. And it's no. still... It's still, I think, in the safest spot it can be, which is why we don't like balancing its numbers much or if ever, because anything more than what it is, people will start getting, you know, knocked up in slow motion way more often and anything less than it'll feel way more like a slow in which case, why not just be a slow? So Oleron with Mage Crits as well, like he had two things going for him. And finally, I think I might have missed some. Uh, I think there's two more. Yemoja, no mana, Omi. I've wanted to try that for a long time. Sure, it, it, it caused a lot of balance issues, but I think we finally got to a spot where she, you know, it's not as frustrating. Uh, the problem with Yemoja as well is that she has a much worse uh, win rate in normal games, including in high levels, but the SPL players love her <laughs> with how just, uh, yeah. her high skill ceiling. But I think she came out pretty successfully. And then finally Mulan, I got to try up like leveling up and uh, your different abilities. And I thought that was a, a fun little endeavor. So. That, that was one I was so excited about was, was Mulan having not only the master abilities, but the first grapple in the game. Yeah, exactly. I think I've, we wanted to add something like that for a while. But um, so having the grapple, having the mastering of different abilities, which kind of really lent towards her theme as well. Like I think for each of those, we didn't force the mechanics in. And sometimes we waited for some of these mechanics that we wanted to add in for a while. And we brought them in naturally. I'm really excited for all the gods I got to work on. Um, and all the gods that I've been able to add input on in general. And I think each of them have been pretty successful. I don't regret anything. Can, can I tell you how cool I think Olderon ult is? <laughs> if I'm in a safe position, I will just jump into the fields and start jumping in slow motion. Hell yeah. If I know I'm safe and I'm not going to die, I'm like, dude, I'm getting in on this. It's like jumping into a pool. Yeah, we, we, do, we do a lot of small things. I mean, like, even for uh, Oleron's ulti, if you, if you pay attention, uh, not a lot of people, you know, it's like one of those small Easter egg things. Um, if I remember correctly, Oleron was a tripartite god with two different other beings, like, as a part of him. He was Oleron, Olutumare and oh man i can't remember the other one now uh, i just had it on the tip of my tongue but when he casts his ulti he splits his person into two and you see both of them on the left and the right creating the sanctified field in front of him so you know it, it's small things that we try and add in to show our love for these characters okay yeah I, i've all, all the new characters have been amazing uh except sukiyomi i'm glad that he's not in uh your bio and your work you should be proud of that no, no. We, I think Sukiyomi, I mean, it's always still a team effort. Um, I think Sukiyomi, is, his design is extremely solid. He's actually one of my favorite assassins to play, other than the fact that he might be a little bit strong right now. But it, we let, it lent to the fact that, like, we thought the community would be a lot more, you know, worried about the fact that he doesn't really have a movement. And when you use his LT, you're probably going to go in and put yourself in a really awkward spot. But his damage numbers were tuned a little bit too high. And, I mean, we've done a, I think we've done a pretty good job in reacting. We added a whole butt ton of uh nerfs recently before his actual the patch to go live so when this next patch is coming out i think he's gonna be in a really good spot all right so i got a quick question that I, it's gonna be real quick because we all already know the answer for it <laughs> can you name a god you designed that wasn't fucking like busted op when he was released i mean it's it's also i don't think any of my gods <laughs> actually know, released more than 55 percent. i'm picking on you besides uh, we all know it's chernobog 
I don't. His was interesting I too, right? Was good on release. So, no, so I, the history of Chernobog was that he's just the only one out of all of them you named that got buffed. Maybe Paley got buffed afterwards, but the rest of them all got nerfs after. Yeah, but so that's an interesting question too. So I'm gonna split that in two real quick, and even though it's not real quick, and I apologize if we're gonna go over by too much, but uh, I guess once you get me going, it's hard for me to stop, which is unusual because I usually don't talk so much. Um, but bring that to two. Chernobog's release, he actually went into PTS, somewhat balanced. All the, okay, I'm not gonna say all the pro players, but a lot of the pro players came back and gave us the explicit feedback during PTS, which they don't usually do, saying he cannot be played, saying he is way too weak, he needs to be buffed, because his wave clear is not good enough for him to be viable. So I believe in PTS or the patch afterwards, I think it was in PTS, we buffed his wave clear, we made him better, and then on release, he was too strong. They all said like, and we didn't do it by much as well, we kind of did it by the amount that they asked for. And they're like, no, 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 this is too strong. And we're like, well, we probably should have waited to see what, <laughs> you know, you guys would actually do because now this we just feel a little bit silly. So we went ahead and nerfed him a little bit afterwards. Uh, and we nerfed some other parts of him too because it wasn't just that. Like, he, he released decently strong. Um, and then the other question was just like, okay, yeah. So gods, and I think I've really learned this recently uh, almost as a designer. And I think we've known this for a while. It is definitely, and community members might disagree, but it is definitely better to release a new god strong than it is weak uh, for many, many reasons. And one of them is the fact that if a god releases balanced or underbalanced, well, let's start with underbalanced, it is hard to bring them back into a spotlight where people think that they are strong again. It is exceptionally hard to buff an item or buff a god and be like, hey guys, now try it, now try it, now try it. We had to buff Arachne and Hades over the points of thresholds to the point where people were memeing at us for people to be like, hey, yeah, this is actually a god that I want to play again. Even though they're, they've been playable, honestly, since, you know, they're really, like, not the release, but like for years. Uh, and a really good example of that, which I had a lot of feedback from, from fans, was Mulan. Mulan released, I think, the most balance I've ever created a god, really, in terms of perception and reality. Um, but no one really cared enough to play her. And, and a lot of feedback that I got from that is like, why would I want to play Mulan, especially in Conquest, right? This is at least coming from Conquest feedback more from other, than other game modes, when I could just play Osiris or Hercules and just beat her. Like, why do I want to play something that's normal, something that is good, when I can play something that is great? Because people are meta-slaves. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong, honestly. I mean, but people want... And what, what's that come down to? Is that people kind of... They just want to win. Sure, you can play games to have fun, but also that's a different type of mentality for everyone. And that's why I kind of said Conquest players more than other players, right? Like, she was still... Every new god is is probably the most popular god on release because that's just how the game works. Even if we have a new skin, um, it, it's hard usually to compete with a new god. Uh, so Mulan was definitely extremely popular, but she died down pretty fast. And a lot of that comes with like, you know, once SPL comes around, no one really plays her. So why is the hype to keep continuing to play her when she's not strong? Uh, play her in like Joust and Arena and other game modes, but you don't get that kind of word of mouth going along as you do in Conquest. Or even or even things like seeing them on Reddit, right? Like you don't see, if if God, God is just normal and weak, you don't see like trending plays on Reddit where like, oh, look at this crazy pentakill that I just did as often. And therefore you don't get inspired to play them as much. All right, I see that. Okay, I got one more question. We'll make it quick because uh, I want to get to the community questions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I can't have this interview without asking this question. I want your thoughts on it. I am campaigning and have been for a few months to get Athena a cleave auto on her third auto and her a attack. A cleave auto on a third auto. Do you think that – I think it would be balanced. I think I can make a video proving why, but off the cuff, what are, what are your thoughts on that? 
Um, so the first thing that came, like, immediately when you said that was, there's, there's two things. One, Cleave Auto kind of makes sense because of the way she fires. We did it for Guan Yu for worse circumstances, you could argue, for readability. That was the first genuine thought. The second genuine thought was like, ooh, Athena, hmm. Because we've played around with small tweaks to Athena, and the first thing that happens is she starts gets, getting, like, insta-perma-banned in SPL, and that's when they yell at us, because we have a delicate balance between <laughs> gods being viable in non-conquest game modes, in conquest for the general masses, sure. in conquest in high-ranked, and then in conquest for SPL, like I said, for Yamoja, right? Like, we've had to give her nerfs where she really doesn't deserve nerfs, and Athena's kind of one of those, is that, like, what was her latest buff? We just buffed her damage mitigation from her own Mitigation ulti. center. When, yep. Like, that is the tiniest little knob, like... Uh, it's it was his 10%? Almost, sure, but, like, in, during the period of time where you're retaliating against someone who's being ulti, like, it's so... It's not 10 damage at all ranks on her one, which is, you know, like, a decent thing that happens all the time. I think people would have batted an eye less at that buff um, on a different character than on this 10% mitigations only for the character that's being ultied for that period of time uh, on Athena. Like, she, she has a variability on her that is you know, we have to be very careful about. So, going back to your question, is Cleave Auto? Yeah, I think it could work. Does she need it? Eh, not sure. Although, what is cool about that is it'll bring her very uh, her viability in the jungle more, which I've always liked her being able to flex. That's why we want it. it. That's, that's <laughs> why we want it. Because I, I, so I, full disclaimer: I just got an Athena tattoo last week. I love oh, Athena; yeah, she's awesome. one of my favorite gods. Um, I was a jungler for like a year and a half, and now I'm support. And one of my favorite picks in jungle was Athena. I still play it there. So do you get poly? Support. Yeah, uh, if you're ahead, yes. Poly reach kills are the funniest thing to me. It's awesome. <laughs> All right, so I had to get that in there. Uh, no but let's problem. move on. Uh, we've got a bunch of community questions. I'm gonna pass the ball over to Fro to start reading some of those and let him chime in and uh, start rat- rattling those off. First, we got a question from Riggs asking. What do you think about changing Freya to a warrior? She's had a volatile balance history, and it would make sense lore-wise. And then before we get your answer, I'm going to put in Duke Sloth's answer when he was asked this question. And Well, yeah, because right now she's just a laser-shooting sword wizard. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, first thing that came to mind there was, do we, do we really want to rework Freya again? Like, <laughs> do we really want to have that? As okay, a game so, developer, do you want to rework as, her As again? a game developer, my, my answer to that would be, well, <laughs> I, I think the re, the revert to the rework of Freya has been successful. Uh, we have now established a lot of criteria for reworks in general. Um, when we, we did those changes to Freya, she would not have passed the initial um, criteria we've put out for reworks now. So I think the revert has been successful. It's made a lot of old Freya mains happy. She is a true ADC mage. Um, and sure, she has her flaws. I think we said that when we reverted her as well, is that there's a lot of things that make her frustrating. Um, but if we keep her low enough on the you know totem pole, which is probably fine for her because she her her variance is extremely high. She has a very high skill floor and a very high skill ceiling. It's probably a good thing. I don't. So the gut reaction to changing Freya to worse, like no, I don't think that's necessary. And the other reason why is because and what we've said for reworks as a whole, right? We've said this for even Ares when people are like, hey, why don't you give uh Promethe- create Prometheus, give him the Ares kit, and then create a new Ares kit. Um, it's like, why? Why wouldn't we just create a new kit and create a new god and just, like, let that be hype on its own? 
it's just it just feels more fun for everyone that way people who love freya get to keep freya people who love a new god that could play like freya sure in your mind just call her freya it's like whatever we, we just created something awesome that's very similar anyways there's so much we can do for smite so many different places we can go for why not just create new things yeah rigs so fucking drop it he he made us he made us a 10 question quiz that we did last week and the first nine questions were about jungle buffs and the 10th was why should freya be changed to a warrior <laughs> yeah i think he's uh consistently been doing this for like the past six or seven games got you no problem well i guess it's trial by fire for that one next up we got a question from storm in your opinion what god is the hardest to master mechanically Hmm. Or I guess Lily's opinion, whoever wants to speak up. Yeah, she's being a cutie, huh? Um, sorry, hopefully she's not too loud. Who is the hardest, hardest god to master mechanically? One springs to mind probably instantly, for better or for worse. Um, I think Persephone is pretty hard. She's definitely up there. I think that was kind of her intent, was really changing the way you play Smite. Being conscious of your plants and then mechanic. I think... She, so she's another one that falls with that flaw, right? Like, she is strong in the right hands. She is generally weak overall. Um, and I think what helps her and props her up there is that her ulti is extremely potent in all circumstances. But if you are caught unawares and you don't have a garden ready for you and you don't know how to plant your plants underneath you and explode them with your flourish and then use that pre-germinate to then pop another plant or fire your basic attack before your, your plant's on the ground so that you can pop it. Like, if you don't know those intricacies, you don't know how to play her, you, you cannot play her successfully. If you think about it, without her ulti, she really only has one immediate on-demand spell for damage, and it's not an easy one to hit. No, it's not. I, that, that's one of those gods that, like, the SPL players are like, nerf, 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 but you get low win rates at lower yes, levels. Yes, exactly. And, but, uh, if you know how to play her, you can do what I was talking about. You know, you can pre-germinate, you can have spells ready, you can have situations ready, um, in order to burst more effectively outside of your normal area. And I think I think Persephone is probably one of the ones with the highest skill ceiling. Um, Set is another one that I think is pretty close there. I think he's pretty strong with just using like the two one combos. But he oh cat. Um, <laughs> but the problem as well is that if you you need to be able to know how to play both as an ability assassin and as an auto attack assassin because you need to do both things as Set. And I think that's one of the things that struggled with me the most when I was playing him is that I like being, as a mage main, I love being able to cast abilities. I was very easy to use his two, his three, and his one, all in combination. But then his passive and his ulti require you to get close to the enemy, to really trust yourself, and getting that lifesteal off, and getting more spawns of sets uh, to be created. And it's not easy for a lot of players to do that either. Did you work on set? Um, I mean, I, I, you know, the, the common answer to those questions the design teams we all work as a team, team uh, yeah. but i was not like the lead design on set no generally the lead design on gods recently for the past few years have been myself and pawn with aj of I, course I th- watching over all of us i thought he was okay on release uh not too overpowered i think he got buffed afterwards but i got him diamond the first month so if you if you if i remember correctly he was he was like bottom five gods on it like the first two months of his release yeah, yeah, still played care. by I the SPL them. because exactly because he, uh, he he has got high skill floor, high skill ceiling, and those are some of the gods that are the hardest to get used to. Up next, baseball, asking, what do you love most about your job, and what do you <laughs> dis most like about your? Job? I, I 
I'm gonna have to say the cheesy answer. I'm gonna have to just do it, which no one's probably gonna like. But like, you know, I, I love the fact that this is, you know, a dream job. I've wanted to do this since forever, since I was a kid. It was, it was really what I aspired towards. I, I majored in IT and I started as a business analyst in an IT insurance company. And all that entire time I was working towards becoming a game dev. Um, so I got there in the end and that's amazing. And the cheesy answer is that I can wake up in the morning and enjoy doing what, I, what I'm working on. It's not work to me if you're enjoying what you do. And so again, I don't have to work a day in my life because I love my job. Um, I don't know if that answered that first part of the question, I guess. If the question is like, what do I love about my job? Then the answer is just that I get to do exactly what I wanted, you know, what I've wanted to and creating characters and situations, you know, whether like, you know, I take lead on some of the mid season or uh, season launches and having people react to those and, or even just the adventures, right? Oh man. So those have been some of the most rewarding when people say they love that adventure. I'd be like, I was a massive component on doing that. Or whether it's the gods that have created, it's like, you've, you've taken and you've en you're enjoying something that I got to create, right? It's whether it's like baking a cake and someone else eating it in front of you and loving it. It's like, well, th you're, this th this has been a labor of love and now you get to enjoy it. And I can say that for myself and for my whole team because it's, again, it's a team effort and that's that's so rewarding. Yo, real talk, I, I fucking love those adventures. And I was one of those few who actually came back and played it consistently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I remember Appreciate at one point it. I was playing with my, my guy, like there's a, we were in a five man. And then randomly, one of the people's like, we've been playing this fucking adventure for two hours. Can we just play some Smite? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I was having fun. Like, my bad. And, and that's, that's, that was part of the idea for those. It's just like to be a breakup. It's like, I don't want to play Smite right now, but I want to play Smite. So try something different inside of Smite. Yeah, unless you made the Medusa's Deathmatch. That's that's the one I personally feel. <laughs> a lot of people actually bring ask us to bring that one back, too. But uh, that wasn't on the crash. first year of my. I, yeah, that was never cool got to play it. Um, but what's interesting as well is that one of the worst parts about my job is pretty much tied to that exact same thing. <laughs> it's just that I get to create things that people love. I get to create things that people hate, you know? So it doesn't happen too often and it's not really that I, I do a bad uh, job, but you, you can't appease everyone, right? And when you get those people who go like, hey, that, that balance suggestion, that season launch, that whatever it is that you like maybe they don't know that you worked on specifically but you know that it was something that you're leading the charge on and they just like despise it and it, could, it might not be the majority of people it could just be like the three saltiest redditors that you see that get downvoted but it's like well you see that and it kind of just stings and seeing that like it's it's kind of something you have to see and you have to build a tolerance for because it happens on a daily basis it's like oh again because it's a team effort right it's like oh people hated this that's something that I could have had an influence on. Or, again, it's something that I disagree with. They, they're wrong and a lot of people think that they're wrong. But this guy's still unhappy and he really is vehemently angry and upset him. And it ruined his day and now he's sleeping and going to sleep sad. But, like, damn, I had, a, I had a part in that, right? Like, I had a part in someone else's unhappiness. And that's as harsh. But luckily, there is more sources of happiness in my creativity and in my deliverance than there is unhappiness. So it balances out pretty well. All right. After that, Gokinator asking, who has been your favorite god to help make? I answered that one earlier. It's definitely by far. I mean, it's I love having worked on all of the gods that I've done, without a doubt. But Merlin was one of the favorite ones that I loved putting out for someone that I like to play. For someone that I think came out... I mean, I think they all came out really well, honestly. But he's the god that I love playing the most out of my characters. Um, I am still awestruck by our work on Jormungandr and Cthulhu. I don't know how we managed to pull those off um for like 
their releases. I think they're fantastic. Uh, I think Yamoja Ulti is uh, was also an amazing feature. Where like we got to create these. I remember seeing people's reactions when we showed that off on the Patch Notes show. I don't know if you can get anything as cinematic in a like a field without it's a character changing like Cthulhu or Yamagunder who are also very cinematic. But Merlin as a whole, for someone who I love playing Cthulhu and Yamagunder for just their majestic, beastly beauty. Majestic Girthworm. Exactly. <laughs> Next. Did that ever? Got, uh, hold on, hold on, Fro. I gotta ask. Did that term ever get used at high res? Uh, <laughs> calling Yorm the Girthworm. I'm pretty sure it probably got tossed around once or twice, but we generally keep some of those things on the minimum to make sure it doesn't spread. That I I want to take, and, and I'll give credit to my stepbrother, but I want to take credit for that ever being a thing. Because that was his, my stepbrother's softball team name, like five years oh, ago. Wow. And when Yorm came out, we started, we actually, our competitive team was the Baji Girthworms. Wow, and nice. that's where it came from. And I've heard, you know, streamers like Wraith and use it all the time. Nice. And I was curious if that made it into the studio. So, all right, I can live with that. That's awesome. Next, we got a question from uh killer xd pro or the wild twitch aka the 2019 ps4 conquest olympian all right asking are the 2019 olympian superior and why is your answer yes <laughs> i mean my answer seems to have already been yes right so i think that answered that question but uh <laughs> no, no, I, I've enjoyed. Uh, I mean, it, it couldn't. Oh, I love, I love moments like this. They couldn't have been superior because Flare Boot was on there. So, ooh, <laughs> Flare Boot no. always dragging us back. No, I'm just messing. Flare knows I love him, uh, except for when he like hard farm my ass in that. <laughs> that was uh... no, the the Olympians as a whole has been a, a fantastic endeavor, and I, I love the fact that we can work with people like that are are someone are already advocates for smite that love the game and can communicate with other people as well um and we get to just like have this great feedback loop i think it's been incredibly successful and it brings the developers closer to the community it brings the community close to each other and that's how you have a good time whether it's with games or with movies or whatever is when you have a good community so yeah i mean i i'm again biased opinion i thought the program was successful and still is pretty yeah, absolutely. I think to to disagree is mostly cynicism. Hey, I just don't hear from some people. <laughs> I don't uh, hear from a lot of people. I don't go looking. Depp, you don't know anybody so, in Smite. <laughs> you're not wrong. I mean, some people, you know, I met at HR. I'm surprised you even know your co-host here. Let's be real. <sighs> you're right. You're right. Coffin me. monkey. If you had to pick a Nintendo character and turn them into a Smite God, who would it be? Oh, jeez, that is, uh... uh, I mean, you could do the cheesy things, right? You could be like, oh, yeah, bring Mario in, uh, because, like, that would be one of the biggest crossovers anyway, right? Like, would you bring it for the, for just the promotion factors? Like, okay, Mario would just be humongous, or would you bring it for, like, the fun factors and put Bowser and make him Kuzumbo or whatever it is? Um... Darn, that's a tough one. I don't, I don't know, because now my brain is just thinking of like Smash Brothers characters. Honestly, it's like the first thing my brain goes to when I when I think of all of that. Um, but it probably would be best to have someone like Mario, but someone who fit better in into our characters. 
Um, Pikachu would be a dope mage. We don't have a good electricity mage. Pikachu would be really cool. Don't even say Raijin. <laughs> would it be for a skin or would it be for a new god, I guess? I think like if, if it's a whether skin, Piranha Plant Yorm has to happen. It's like a skin seems like the most reasonable, right? Because like we don't create new gods that are just character Nintendo, like you know, crossover characters. Um, but if we were able to new, create a new god out of them, just for like the question, that yeah, I think Pikachu would be pretty awesome. Or I'm sure there'd be some really cool Pokemon out there that we could choose and definitely incorporate like their level ups and stuff. Bird dog. Bird dog. <laughs> <laughs> Caveman asking, why do some people complain about every new god release? Oh, wow, that's like a philosophical question. Because people like complaining. People like finding the, the negatives in things. When when they get beat by stuff, they want to complain and find a reason why, like, explain away why they got beat. But of course, like I said, also new gods tend to release stronger, so there's probably a reason behind that. Um, I would hazard to guess that there's a lot, not a lot of people who specifically go out to play the newest thing. In fact, I would say the majority of players, they'll try them. They'll play them as whenever they can, but they fall back to like, you know, whether they're Neath mains, whether they're Anubis mains, whether they're just comf their comfort picks. And their comfort picks are likely not going to be the exact same uh, archetype as the new gods. So then they play against the new gods game after game after game after game because of course they're going to be extremely popular. And they just, it's just fatigue, right? You just you play against the new thing so often, you're just going to want to not see it after a while. And so you hide in ranked, like Rick. <laughs> and that's possible, for sure. Yes. I've definitely seen that response. Like, oh, well, I'm a ranked player, so I don't have to worry about the new god. Is, is no, I'm not a ranked player. Ranked, I... <laughs> is there an increase in ranked play when a new god gets released? That'd be interesting, but it'd be every, like, two months, right? So it'd be kind of hard to track, because I feel like whatever anomalous results might filter in, you know, whether it's, oh, it's a summer month where people are playing more or less, would be that would probably have more influence than whether there's a new god or not. Yeah, I'm not a ranked player. I I started becoming a ranked player because I wanted to get away from Sukiyomi. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't complain about every new god. I'm not. I don't know if Caveman thought that that was me or anybody because we've talked about him on the podcast, obviously. But I don't know. I can't peel him in support, or at least when he when he his first release, and I was like, all right, I, I'm just gonna go to ranked so I don't have to see him because yeah. I'm I'm not a meta slave, so I'm not gonna pick him. Yeah, I would. So say I like understand. The best the best things to do against like against that is just finding there's always like there's pretty much been very few gods even Sukiyomi at least recently who have been uncounterable um Sukiyomi there are ways around him like Cthulhu as well people realize to buy Re Soul Reaver and like Chinsize very quickly um Sukiyomi I'm sure you could find ways and pick gods that fare well against him but having to do that all the time and some roles like support you have less you know, ability to help counter against him because even if you do a little bit, like you're not gonna stop him from killing your carry. Uh, well, yes, yeah. Especially oh, my carry should be running. If you, <laughs> if you if you pick your support to counter Suki, you're not laning against Suki the whole time. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right, totally. So I, I can get that. But uh, we got Danny Boy asking your favorite god. Oh, what's my favorite god ever? Uh, yep. Um, a long, uh, not a long time ago, a while ago, I probably would have said Giannis. Giannis has by far been my favorite god for the longest period of time. I'm going to just be, you know, egoistical and say that, you know, Merlin is now my favorite god. I got to create something that I love the most, which is kind of, a, you know, absurd, but awesome as well. So Merlin is definitely my favorite god to play. Um, Giannis would be a close second. And 
after that it's slightly hard but they're mostly going to end up being mages like i love playing the morgan i love poseidon and scylla i thought you were going to just say Giannis, but like you said things change yeah things change but Giannis is still one of my favorites without a doubt all right he's got a part two what item was removed from the game that you missed the most i don't really think i miss any items specifically especially now being on the inside like Rotted Tahuti in its old iteration was OP as hell, but I was also one of the ones who advocated nerfing it. Uh-huh. <laughs> n- n- once I joined the team, like, yeah, I, do I miss blowing people up, especially when I get red buff? Yeah, yeah, I do. Do I enjoy balancing that now that I'm on the team? No, no, I don't. Um, I don't think there's, like, I love the old Vampiric Shroud back in the day, like the one that used to give you, like, health, I think, per kill. Not, I think there was two iterations, one where it just gives you ability cast, one that actually, like, gave it to you per enemy kill, so per minion. That was OP, because you got to play some really cool stuff in the solo lane, but I think specifically because of the sustain that allowed you. Uh, yeah, I don't really... I got to help create Doom Orb into a much healthier spot that I love, so old Doom Orb kind of falls flat compared to new one in my mind. I wouldn't say that there's many that I particularly cared for that I would want them back in the game, but those were a couple of notable ones. It's Bio asking, why can't Rick ever get his stacks? <laughs> that, is that a question that for me or for it. Rick? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a... I know the answers because I say VSS, I'm building stacks, and that is a, I'm better off stacking if, and this is, it, I'm assuming in a five man, like with friends. If I don't tell them I'm stacking, I have, like, a, a couple minutes of freedom. If I tell them I'm stacking, I'm not getting a single fucking stack. <laughs> Backlash. <clears throat> How much would it cost me to get a Chad Fraternity Neath skin? Visor, pit vipers, collared shirt, shorts, oh running God. shoes, t-shirt cannon. Willing to pay top dollar a T5 skin value. And even I trade mean, in a Neath skin for it. Or a few. The the best thing you can do is make your case on Reddit, see how far you can go and convince them. You can convince them <laughs> uh, about this specific skin idea, then you have a chance. If you can't convince them, you have zero chance. Alright, you heard him. Reddit controls the game. Colorado. <laughs> Reddit right. controls that decision. So. Bear with me on this one. All right. 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 I'm going to give you its initial iteration. Bear with me. Do you think new god in the game are get made with ability the flow together easier, which in turn make people find these god funner to play, which also make old god seem more clunky and less fun to play. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I think I deciphered some of that. <laughs> Dude, I read this 40 times today, and it got funnier every time I read it. <laughs> Alright, now, now I'll translate it, because I speak Colorado. Do you think new gods in the game are getting made with abilities that flow together easier, which in turn makes them uh, these gods more fun to play? Which also may seem, or make old gods seem like they are clunkier? No. I don't think the newer gods have specifically a better flow i think a lot of people might even argue that some of the old gods in their simplicity and in the way that you play them had a better flow um but i wouldn't say that i agree with that fact either i'm just saying that 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 
perspective exists. I think the newest gods, we have just been unafraid to try new things and increase their complexity because we know that Smite is an older and older game. We know that people want to see new things. Like there was a, there's a time I think two years ago where people asked like, hey, you've given us a lot of new stuff. Now, how about you just make some simple stuff? But those people got down for those people got re rebukes because everyone's like, no, let them keep trying interesting new things. We have the old faithfuls. So why don't we like go crazy? And that's what we did. We just kept going crazy. We kept, I wouldn't say we kept going crazier and crazier, but we just kept letting, you know, our imaginations run wild to create new stuff. I don't think that creates a better flow. I, I would definitely say that like, hey, you go play, you know, whether it's Merlin or Oleron or whatever, um, and then you go after that and you play Agni. Agni has a fantastic flow. He, he feels really fun. You play Poseidon, and I'm, I'm just going to use Mage as an example because I'm the most familiar with them, even though I do play other gods, contrary to belief. Um, they feel great. Well, yeah, you're you totally know? convincing us of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you play on her as well. Like, sure, his leap may be a bit slow for a new day standard, but he still feels good. Like, you can still pull off the leap into stun, or whether it's pillar stun or stun into a wall combo. It still feels, like, smooth. I would say the flow for those old gods, like, some of them specifically, like, I think Agni is fantastic for that, um, still feels really good. It's just that they are simpler. Um, although, I would argue that for some of those gods, if you release them now, like, exactly the same, people would argue that they're OP too, just because they're new. I will go back to Caveman's question about why people mad, new god. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, we answered that one a little bit earlier, right? Just mostly because of fatigue. Alright. So, we got one more. Or, no, it looks like we got two more. Three more. Uh, one from Dracon Prime. If it's not too late, I just wanted to wish Clumsy a happy birthday. Uh, who? Who's. There you go. <laughs> there you, go. Something, you knew someone had to do it. No, I didn't. I mean, sure. Now that you say it like that, yeah. But kind of <laughs> forgot about it, you know? Uh, and he wants to ask which gods... <laughs> which joke's on him, because my birthday's coming up, so ha. Huh? <laughs> he want to know which gods would uh, want to get the best birthday skin. Uh, Birthday-themed skin. Jesus, sorry. Birthday-themed uh, skin, yeah. huh? And then he even comes with a suggestion. And I'll... Uh, make it real quick but it's cupid with a bib and cake all over his face <laughs> his first birthday uh his one would be a party popper two would be pieces of cake three is just smearing ice cream on the ground as he goes across or icing, icing bro. <laughs> yep. all would be piles of presents and uh maybe get it done to be ready by us uh, might's next birthday you know <laughs> nudge, nudge. I, I feel like this was less of a question and more of a suggestion but yeah i mean it's an interesting one <laughs> <laughs> backlash again let's see here we got sneak in one more who do we have to leave an envelope of money in a set location to be or a, a set drop location to be determined at a later date to get total kills <laughs> back in the pre-match screen with the stars or the old blink bag um so those were two different things there i think aj has talked about bringing back the kill death stats and like yeah it's, it's a low-hanging fruit we we know people like it we had reasons why we got rid of it um we, we if we do rework that area or touch up that area it's it's possible we bring it back so we'll definitely keep it in our minds we we are happy to acknowledge the fact that people miss the fact that it's gone 
Um, so we definitely have it in our mind in case we do revisit that screen. Uh, what was the second part? Get uh, old blink back. Old blink back. Old blink. Well, I can also say that I was an advocate for the new blink because I think being able to blink at the range that you could previously was extremely oppressive. And the fact that people were buying it on not just junglers. And it was I, I think nice you saw the SPL podcast here, clumsy. <laughs> um. <laughs> so. 45 unit, I think, range, which it is now, which is just shy of a ranged basic attack, that's more than enough. I mean, you're right, but... <laughs> you know how many times I walk up to the a wall, and I'm there, I'm gonna blink through it, and I'm just like, where's that spot? Where is it? Yeah, oh, that's probably the there. harshest thing, and I think, like, the, the reason why we didn't want to nerf it for a long time was, was for that specific reason. But we also didn't want it to be a crutch, right? Like, there was a time years ago where you didn't need to buy Blink on a jungler. It, you could just, you know, rely on your map presence, rely on whatever it is, your ward coverage to make sure you had your positioning right. But once it came to the point, and it still kind of is now, where every jungler has to buy Blink, that's just unfortunate. And it also makes the ones who can utilize Blink way better than the other junglers way stronger. Um, so I think normalizing Blink is probably a good thing. It's unfortunate, like we don't wanna keep having these relics that are must buys, you know, like Beads and Aegis in certain circumstances are already must buys, buys is Blink already there too? Probably, probably, and that's unfortunate. So he asked, um, using Suki or Cthulhu as an example, how does a god go from the whiteboard to final product? What sort of criteria is, the, is there and how long does it take, etc.? That is a huge fucking question here, Backland. <laughs> yep. We could do yeah. a damn near a whole hour on that. Uh, on the smallest point, like, I'm trying to go as brief as possible and as general as possible. I mean, we work well more than, you know, half a year and more than that in advance. Probably close to a year at this point for some of the newer gods. Um, and that just is starting with the designer. It's like, hey, we know that these are the gods that are going to be coming up in the future year. So let's start brainstorming. The first thing would be what, you know, we know we would know which god and we would know which role we want them to be ahead of time. And then we would then go on to, you know, brainstorm ideas for the character. We would go through all the different teams to hear their ideas on what this character could do. And then that's when, like, the lead design, god designer at the time for that character uh, would then go back, take all that information, try and create several um, prototype kits, pitches for the design team pitch them out, here, take all that feedback, coalesce all, all into a single pitch, bring that feedback back and try and uh, basically do that iteration as much times as necessary, but hopefully not too many times to find the kit that works the best. And then from there, uh, you would work with the programmers likely to create a prototype kit to bring that, uh, bring that idea into the game so you can start playtesting it even without any other art teams or art support uh, because you want to be able to you know, see the fact that your prototype is good that the ideas are you know work out and you can only do that by really testing it and then once all that has gone further along in the process then you start bringing art into the pipeline uh, and this is all happening at set dates and milestones it's not happening arbitrarily uh and then animations come in effects comes in sound comes in and that's kind of the the working pipeline with iterations until the do the god kids out the door is constantly working on making sure that the abilities feel good that the ideas that were approved during the playtest initial playtest processes are are being um 
accessed by the different art teams and are being supplemented by the different art teams and continue to be successful ideas. Sometimes they don't work out. Sometimes once you get the finalized, the well, preferably less than the finalized art, this temp art from the art teams, you, you don't realize that this ability just, you know, like, hey, this is, just doesn't work out anymore. Um, that's what the iteration time is for. But uh, yeah, then you just continue working with the different art teams until you get that god into the game. It was really sweet at the summit, seeing all the different gods at the different stages while I was there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like every you point you touched on, because like we we got to sit in with a couple meetings and like we checked out the art and the different art concepts from Mulan while we were there. Yep, and yep, then that's you right. Guys were like talking kit wise of like what would what should we do for Heimdall. Meanwhile, yep. Pond's like, "Hey, come check out. We got Persephone Polygon Polygon Persephone over here." <laughs> yep <laughs> it it was just so cool i'm like god damn like they got so many and then this person over here is working on a t5 skin it's like god damn it yeah it's just like when's that coming out it's like oh that's coming out in like four or five months you know just like we're just getting things prepped up uh but that's uh, that's you know i'm i'm definitely gonna have to be i'm always careful of what i say because i don't want to ever reveal anything even if we are live um but i get one of my favorite parts of my job is that that iteration process after a kit has been fully realized and then we I can start being like hey what let me add my own temp effects from other gods in the game to help this playtest work out and not to bother the different art teams and get that prototype working and be like hey this is this is the idea we had this is now that idea with extremely rough <laughs> art into the game and let's see if it works so all right backlash I'm cutting you off after this one and this is because it's part selfish. He's got like three more multi oh, yeah. thing going on here. I think the middle one so, is yeah. what he wants to know. Oh, yeah. Can the Alpha Harpies be renamed to the Chad Harpies? Can the official <laughs> term for the totem and shrine collectors be called the totem and shrine daddies, respectively? You troll. These are I meant the next question. You don't even need to go to Reddit for that one. The answer is no. <laughs> no. No Shrine Daddy? No Shrine Daddy. No, no Shrine Daddy. He, he deserves to hear the next question, I think. That was the one I thought you were going to ask. Is anyone a Neath main? No, we don't want to know that. Okay, alright. <laughs> <laughs> no, they work at the game. They've moved on to other gods that do more stuff. Backlash. I'm pretty sure we have some people who like... I know, like, Michaela Cupcake likes playing Neath. There you go. Cupcake. I mean, I like playing Neath, too. But, like, I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm a main for any specific This is coming color. from a multi-star Neath main. Yeah. Multi-star Neath main mastered, like, ten gods. It's like, you just gotta take that step elsewhere. You know? <laughs> yep. And very last one before uh, we take up all your time here. It's from Adios. What's your favorite beer? A cocktail will work also. Mm. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> Don't upset anyone at the end of the interview. I'm not much of a beer guy. Um, I I tend to just... Leave, I mean, I'm a little bit heavier set. I tend to just go into whiskey instead and not wasting anyone's time or my own time or my own money. Fair enough. So, fair, uh, fair logic. Fair logic. <laughs> I, I end up usually like, you know, whether it's a really long day or some part of the weekend, I might just um, sit down and get a, get a few fingers of just straight whiskey. Uh, I'm still exploring. I don't know which ones I like the most. I'm definitely not a connoisseur or anything like that. Um, my old roommate got me a got me a bottle of Crown Royale, which was really good. But then I went back and there's like 50 different flavors. So I was like, oh wait, I don't know which one I like. Um, 
I, I mean, not to go too much into it, but yeah, generally whiskey would be my go-to. If I'm going back to my college days and I just want to take a chill and play Fall Guys or something, I might just mix up a Jack and Coke instead so I don't have to waste too much money. Just, you know, that that's always the, a good go-to. Or if I'm going to a restaurant, maybe just be cheesy and get like an old-fashioned, you know? Yeah, I was going to ask because my favorite beer is actually brewed in Atlanta. And that's uh, oh, yeah. Sweetwater, Sweetwater 420. I have, I've heard good things about that one. I have yet to try it, but... The brewery is a good time them. too, although I'm not sure if they're open now. Probably not going right on, now. But yeah, cool. That is the end of all of our questions here. Well, hold on now, Fro. We got through the listener questions, well, but I got I, I got a we couple I want to throw in here. Just uh, you know, just just shooting a couple out there. How do we feel about a flying spaghetti monster Cthulhu skin? <laughs> flying spaghetti monster Cthulhu skin. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about that skin just in general. Um, I'm sure there'd be better gods, right, than Cthulhu for that one, maybe. But it would be kind of hilarious seeing what that would look like in Zulti, at least. Yeah, I'll yeah. give it. I'll give it a big meatball. one, honestly, because he could just Cthulhu? literally float around. Cuckoo. Oh, because uh, he could just float around. His one could be. Meatball, <laughs> His two could just no, be like sauce on the ground. No, we don't need cuckoo skins. We need <laughs> cuckoo skins as much as we need new be a bunch more of neat skins swirling around. <laughs> His alt could just be a big ass meatball rolling, right? Instead of I a mean, small it's, one. It's Spicy. called the noodles. So. <laughs> Hit him with the, the danger. Oh, dude, it could be, yeah, just a giant ball of noodles. There you go. All right. Um, Pele needs an ice skin. That That's uh, just a statement. You're not wrong. I feel I like everyone needs cool. to hear. You know, fire. People like seeing the ice for the yeah. Fire, like Agni got Agni got one. I think that one was really successful. I love that one actually. Absolutely. I, and Heimdaller baseball. If that gets, if, <laughs> if you come out of this with ideas and you go into work tomorrow, or you know, call in whatever. You know, Heimdaller needs. To, we got baseball fans. I know it Agro makes does. It makes sense. No, no, no. I'm with, I'm with Depp here. Just look at Katara. You know, take as much as legally can, or you know, talk Ajax <laughs> into doing that partnership again to get Toph in. <laughs> I think I think we would love to do more of those, but I don't know what the I personally don't know the process. But right. I mean, the Avatar crossover was extremely successful. As on all soon ends. as I heard that, I'm like, "Yes, Katara, Katara, fucking Pele, let's go!" And then I'm looking <laughs> at it and I'm like, "Oh fuck me, god damn it!" <laughs> I just think um, it fits so perfectly. It would. It would. Um, I think I pitched that skin to you last. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, at that point, it wasn't Katara. It was just like, get me an Inuit Pele, right? Yeah. And Shaka Zulu Achilles. Anyways, I think my next one would be: is why isn't Kabrakin immune to Baron's three? Because he's immune to slows and roots. He's and immune Baron's, to slows and roots. Baron's well, three with is a slow one. into a root. It's it's kind of both ramp of those. I, I understand it's the ramp mechanic, but could we make him immune to ramps? Are you talking about specifically when he's using his one? Um, yeah. I mean, that's an interesting interaction. I'm not sure if uh, if someone because has answered I think that specifically would, yet. If you make him immune to Baron's three, I think that might also affect Kronos's three possibly because it's that same ramp it's ramp to stun yeah i would like to see how that i mean like if we're for questions like that i would probably default seeing like what other things work like that right so if if i am any god and i'm using uh upgraded or heavenly's agility where i'm immune to slows do these abilities affect me right find the consistency case and that's what i'd probably do and i might have to look at that remember being big into kabracken baron coming out and me raging into the microphone <laughs> because 
I'm immune to slows. Why am it's I being slowed slow. into a root? Slow. I'm it's immune to this. Root. Yeah, and he's supposed to be immune. Right, right. Um, and then what do we think about the Mesopotamian pantheon? I mean, any, any potential for that coming? I mean, you're I'm much definitely so just not going to answer about that. Gilgamesh. I guess Gilgamesh maybe Yankee do, but those are about the only real two super popular ones. I'm not going to go into the popular pantheons, especially with the ones that like you know a lot of people are talking about nowadays because of their possibilities within Smite. I would just say that like it makes sense. People seem to really, really be attached to those to that pantheon specifically. I think is the most requested one right now. I think it it would probably be it wouldn't be a far fetch to see that one day in Smite. Okay, okay, and then uh, what do you think about the closest thing I can reference it to is in League of Legends. There's a champion Oriana where they've got right. a semi permanent deployable. Right, kind of how sets shadow clones or whatever his little minions work but after a certain distance it returns to the character yeah and i understand that would be a lot of programming but that would also be a newer no i mean that yeah i mean we have to be careful with stuff like that so i mean uh the reason why so there's two things on my mind one and that idea by the way has definitely come up in discussions before we definitely draw you know inspirations from all sorts of different games whether it's league of legends dota or mobas just in general sometimes it's like rpgs um but one how would that mechanic feel in our game right you you'd be moving this deployable from a third person camera perspective and not a point to click which makes it way easier to choose exactly where you want the location to be especially when you put console and the controllers into the mix uh, which it's not an insurmountable issue it just exists uh, right. and then two is if we wanted if we really really cared and and we found a god that it made sense to have that mechanic for of course um how would we put our spin on it right like how would what what justifies bringing this idea into smite and not it just not being a carbon copy of like a character like Oriana for this specifically. What would oh, we sure. do to make this interesting and unique? And so far, that like alignment of thoughts, I mean, has not been successful because it's not in the game. But we do that a lot for many different ideas. And I would say that like you have probably seen, and I can't think of anything on the top of my head, but I'm sure if you look close enough, like there are ideas like, hey, that probably looks like they could have had inspiration from a different game. And the, the answer is, it probably was suggested in a brainstorm and went through many different iterations and landed to be Smite's version. But it, it, it's, you can't, it's very hard to create extremely unique new ideas that have no basis from anything else ever. Right. Okay. I think that's all I got. Any last questions, boys? Bro, you got anything? Uh, I mean, not to be selfish, but I've talked to this guy like quite a few times. I've already had, <laughs> I've already got a lot of my fair share okay. of questions. All right. Well, uh, I think that about wraps up our interview. Uh, Clumsy, thanks so much for coming on. I know this went uh, longer than we thought it would, but I had a ton of fun uh, talking with you, and I. I I think we did a good job of getting some original questions. I'm not sure how many interviews you typically tend to do, but w whenever I think of things like this, I try to stay away from the norm. So hopefully it was as entertaining for you or close to it as it, as it was for us. Yeah, absolutely. I had a great time. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, that's going to conclude our interview. I'll let you guys get back to your regularly scheduled programming with the weekly episode, which I won't be on for recording. 
Hi guys. Oh yeah, Rick's Rick's not here on by Friday. The way. Rick's not. Yeah, Rick's here. Not, yeah. Rick's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much, Clumsy. Uh, that's gonna do it for me, and get you back to the gang on Friday night. And we're back. Oops. Do you gotta say, Clumsy? Hell of a nice guy. Hell Thanks of a again nice for guy. coming on. Love it. Love it. So I think we just got a little bit more to wrap up here. We did. Uh, so. We'll do the Hat of Purgatory. Yep. Rick volunteered for the Hat of Purgatory. Uh, Rick's, uh, Rick, Rick's, Rick's, Rick's not, not here. here. Rick's, Rick's not, not here. here. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't know what and, that monstrosity was you guys were trying to get me to do last week, but that sure as shit wasn't happening either, by the way. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> the what sword, that was. The Swordmaster? No, no. Sword the, the fucking Changa with the whatever you guys were doing. Oh, I don't know. oh, oh, that didn't happen. Okay. That, no, the yeah. The shitter belt. The shitter yeah, build sure. that that we're trying to the make shitter uh, build sandwich. Yeah, bro, uh, <laughs> Nevin the peanut gallery over here. <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, in, in and my best, as far in my best as Nev the... voice, I didn't do that. Fro was like, I didn't do that. I didn't do the shitter build for punishment either. XD. Wait, I haven't admitted to not doing the hat yet. I just said I wasn't doing the shitter build. Okay. But I didn't do the hat either. Uh, okay, there we go. There uh, it is. I've been working like fucking 50 plus hours, so. No, you've been telling me. Been you've been getting tired. that overtime, so. Yeah, I, I wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning. So, yeah. All right, well, let's say that the hat, let's say that the hat and the shitter build are still on the table for you. Uh, no, I, I'll I do feel the like hat. We... I'm still not doing that shitter monstrosity. Like, I, I'm not sure if I didn't make that clear enough, do, but do it, it do ain't it happening. In an omni. Do it in an omnipotence. XD. I'm just not going to do it. XD. <laughs> <laughs> XD lols with a then, Z. Then we're going to have two Hat of Purgatory stories for next week. And uh, I feel like two stories are pretty good, and we probably shouldn't issue another. That's just not going to happen. Mm, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. You're feeling that energy. I'm feeling uh, it for sure. You know, I feel like Nev's here in spirit, but not in actuality. And I feel like she really loves getting into the community corners too. So we'll we'll extend that by one more week. How do we feel about that? That also seems fair because I would like to hear our co-host's opinion about that. Yes. Um, The confessions, I believe. The, the yeah, smite the, I guess it's not really an opinion. It's but not actually, an opinion. I guess it's it could not be an opinion, opinion about some of the confessions. Let's be real here, because I read uh, some of those. You know, we, oh, the, the birds ones. Um, enough said. Yeah. Enough said. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so that leads keeping us the ball into rolling, Depp. I'm keeping yeah. the ball rolling. We're on. Do you want to do this as a change of pace? I don't. Okay, Perfect. I'd like to say a thank you <laughs> to a wild death stroke for doing all of our wonderful, wonderful thumbnails. Uh, Depp decided to randomly upload one today. Thank you. I have thank I have you. not uploaded it yet. I'm I've I've put what? three together and I've exported them, but my internet's shitternet, so I'm going to be uploading them overnight. But by the term, time you heard this, it'll probably be already uploaded. They might be so. uploaded. Yes. Hell yeah. Hell Back yeah. at the grind. Back at the grind. Back at the grind. Also, want to give a huge thank you to our patrons, which are helping us increase the quality and the comfort of our recordings. 
Hence why Along Fro's voice of, sounds like butter. Yes, much better than it has for the last 120 episodes. Hell yeah. Um, but thank you to Aerial Steel, Asbestos Dog, Baseball, Bombay, Danny Boy, Caveman, Neo, Coffin Monkey, Gilly, Colorado, Snorlax, Weatherman, Adios, Sir Embers, Famous Freak, Stoffmeister, Backlash, Sadons, Lantern 25 Green, Bats Kids, Riggs, Dracon X Prime, Glenn Wiggle, and Granite Boys. Send it out. Much love. Oh, shit. I feel like there's one more. Uh, is there one more? Do, do, yep, there is. I haven't updated the list. I haven't updated the list. <laughs> How dare. Thank the you, Camel Hoss. Oh. Fuck yeah. Got it. Got it. Nailed it. Nailed aced that it. Bitch. We can't be stopped. Yeah. We can't be stopped. Actually, we Thank can you be. For the I'm stopping us right now. Goodbye, oh, everybody. Bye bye.